me. My hit song with Rob. What is it called, Robin? I don't even know. American Nightmare, maybe. you got to get your mic on, Robin. Come on, you can do it. Matter with you. have been doing this 47 years. And yeah, but the mic uh, button has never been so far away. <laughs> I see. So it's the mic button's fault. That's what I thought. Well, I can't see it. It's like uh, it's not there. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Somebody move that mic button. Um, yeah, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie and his wife, Sherry, good people. I was just talking to them the other night. You know, they, um, my wife, of course, does all this animal rescue, and um, uh, Rob and Sherry follow her on Instagram, and they learned of a cat that had been, uh, I guess the cat's 17 years old, and uh, the family uh, decided they uh, couldn't take care of the cat anymore. For what, you know, there's all these wacky reasons. Some good, some bad. But I don't remember this particular story, but, you know. 17-year-old cat. 17-year-old cat. Or the end of his life. So, uh, guess who stepped up and took um, Mr. Zombie in? His name is Mr. Zombie. Uh, now. That's his new name. And uh, he's living in a gorgeous house with Rob and Sherry. And uh, I love them for doing that. They just... Um, I said to my wife, you know, Rob and Sherry are really good people. And my wife agreed. And I said, what if uh, they I lo- are doing experiments on the cat. They're not. You know what? I know Rob and Sherry. Rob and Sherry have stayed at my home many times. And Rob is one of those guys that, despite his um, outward his appearance, <laughs> despite his look, which he earned, by the way, by becoming a success. You know, I hate when I see guys who are, they call pretenders, themselves. Right. Pretenders, you know, they got the tattoos, they got everything, they got the hair, but a they job. got everything. But a job. They have no job, they have no money, and they're on, uh, they're on assistance. Oh my goodness. You know, they you look don't like artists. those tattoos, you? Yeah, right. Because like everyone, like girls will go, uh, oh wow, look at that guy, he must be a rock star. And then they go up and they go, what do you do? He goes, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, um, well, I don't have a job right now. <laughs> but Rob has earned his look and, um, Anyway, they are now with Mr. Zombie, 17 years old, and he's living in a great home. I wish Mr. Zombie Is a Mr. long Zombie life. Is Mr. Zombie in good shape? Mr. Zombie's in pretty good shape, yeah. Good. Mr. Zombie's in pretty Mr. Zombie's had a couple of hard knocks in life, but uh, oh. he's got two, two great uh, people he's living with now. And Mr. Zombie, he's lived the life of a zombie, but uh, oh. he is, uh, he's earned his name, too. But uh, they're beautiful people. They really are, and... Well, it's nice I, to know there are beautiful people. And Rob is one of the few recording artists who really tried to turn me into a recording artist. He even said, Howard, come to my studio. We were out in California, and we recorded that song, and I was awful. Rob goes, <laughs> sing like you do on this show. And then I'd sing like that, and he goes, no, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was very uh, uptight recording that. That's why I'm whispering in the back of that song. In fact, I'm trying to get my musical career going. Again, yes. We've yeah, y- we've had yesterday. many fits and starts, as they say. I would love to have a hit song. It drives me crazy. Even if I had a douchey novelty song. You like know. Disco Duck. But, yeah, Rick Dees did it. He He <laughs> hit the trifecta. He had a successful radio show. He had a successful television career. And he had a hit song. I don't care what the song is. 
You could put the guy down and go, oh, disco duck, a piece, you know, oh, man, it's a, it's a novelty. It song. was a hit. So what? I used to sing it was it a hit. When it was on the radio. Quack, quack. <laughs> dun, 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 disco, disco duck, quack, quack, quack. He had the song of the summer with that disco duck. <laughs> I was working on this song yesterday. You know, I tried. Bang a clock. I figured there's a good topic. My wife and I uh, call sex bang a clock. And the audience seems intrigued with that. And uh, what I would do is record a song. So I started recording. And I realized something now. A lot of great songs, you don't understand the lyrics. That's oh, yeah. the key. Yeah. My problem is I want you to have fun with the song and understand the lyrics. I was going to garble the lyrics and I would have a hit song. But uh, like, you know, the famous one, Louie Louie, for example. Louie Louie by the King. Who knows what they're saying? You don't know what they're saying. <laughs> the FBI and the FBI this is not me making up a story the FBI the Federal Bureau of Investigation actually investigated the band the Kingsmen and the song Louie Louie because they were afraid it had obscene lyrics everyone thought it was a lua lua a oh baby gonna lay that girl and they were afraid that this was on the radio and radio stations were pulling the wool over the government's eyes can you imagine this is true it's a shame Louis Louis. Waste of time. Waste of time. Um, Who are those people? Because <laughs> you know you got you got to listen carefully, and you're like, mm, I think he's saying "Lay That Girl." I remember I had a band in sixth grade, or whenever this song came out, and it was like, yeah, I was the lead singer. And I'd be like, "Lay That Girl, Lay That Girl." I love that it was "Lay That Girl." Who knows what it was? Anybody ever seen the lyrics written down? (laughs) Every night at 10, I lay her again. And I was like beside myself when I was like 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. Well, who knows? That's what everyone thought. So I'd be like, I'd I'd have my band and go, at night at 10, I lay her again. Because I thought I was cool. (laughs) Meanwhile, I didn't know anything about laying. You're laying. You didn't even know what you were thinking about. Lay. I was reading books on how to feel women up. My inner hair? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, you don't know. <laughs> but I thought I was so cool. I'm like, I lay her again. I do, we do that song and Hang on Sloop because they were the same chords. And <laughs> CF and G. And I'd be like, every night at 10, I lay her again. <laughs> and uh, but what, what did I know? about? I laid alone at night. That's what I laid. <laughs> I wasn't laying anyone at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. All right, at 16, I got a little action. Oh, baby, gonna lay that girl. Come on, everybody. And that's the only lyric I do. Gonna lay that girl. Every other sentence was like for me. I loved it. Sing it, Robin. You take over. Go ahead. At first, I thought that was a part of the <laughs> I know. It's so good when you sing. You are good. You're the talent. You got to start singing again. What's going on with your singing career? Oh, yeah. Every nine. (laughs) Every night at 10, I shit my pants again. 
I never learned how to go to the bathroom properly. All right, thank you. There's a bunch of songs that I could point out. Remember this one that we used to play at NBC? Midnight Drexy Drummers or whatever. Midnight Dexy Runners. We used to play this. Midnight Runners. Yeah, mix it. Dexy's Midnight Runners. We used to play this at WNBC. It was a big one on their playlist. I hate this song so much. I mean, I, I very rarely do I hate a song. I hate this song. But you, you know, tell me, okay, tell me what this guy's saying. I can make out like every other word. What, what words did you make out? I'll tell you if you're right. The jolly hearts that follow. First of all, it's l- l- the first line is "Poor old Johnny Ray." Listen, that you'll you'll make it a listen. You know what I mean? Like, how would you know that? Right. Sounded sad upon the radio. Moved a million hearts in mono. Oh, God. He's Whatever. really jumbling these words. How dare yeah, you get out? I'm thinking that's the key to a hit song. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I I've said this a number of times. You could even... There are a number of songs that are hits that are only like one or two lines. They don't yes. even have any more lyrics than that. That's my problem. This song I wrote has too many lyrics. It's what I told the guys. Get those lyrics out of the way. Yeah. But Fred writes me. So I say, Fred, write me a hit song. He sends me a, a song. Got 50,000 lyrics. <laughs> Some, he thinks he's Bob Dylan. He's, he's, he's Bruce Springsteen. He's telling the story. But I'm telling you, this garbling of the lyrics. Remember this song? When Christina Aguilera and some other people got to the pink, and there was somebody else in this song. Christina Aguilera, pink, and somebody else. But here, so here's Christina Aguilera. See if you can understand one word. I bet you can't pull out one word. I did hear Color of Cafe Olay. Yeah, me too. Guy on our phone says he can guess every single lyric. Lyric. He's very, very good at it. Hi, sir. You say you're an expert at this? <laughs> oh, hi, Asian Pete. Yes, yes. So so, what, could you tell what Christina Aguilera was singing? Go ahead and tell me the lyric. That's the first sentence, yes. Yes, that's correct. Right. Okay, he's good. All right, you got it right. You did get it right. Yes. All right, I'll give you a hard one, sir. Listen to this song. This is, of course, uh, Yellow Leadbetter by Pearl Jam. We talked to Eddie Vedder about this one. What, what's he saying? That's right. That's right. He's right. Wow. How does he yeah. get it? How did you get that? 
What do you? All right, listen to this and tell me what the rest of the lyric is. Don't cheat. Don't Google. What? <clears throat> Don't Google that. What did he say? Where is the Kevin Beers? Yes, oh. he's right. He's right. Amazing. Mrs. Because it wasn't. Yes. Go off. <laughs> he's giving you the whole song. <laughs> Are you googling this? This guy's amazing. Listen. We you asked Eddie. Play that part. <laughs> We, yeah, yeah, wait till I get to the part. Uh, we asked, uh, actually, I had uh, taken a stab at the lyrics. And um, Eddie Vedder, when he was a guest on the show, he said he actually preferred my lyrics to his. Listen. Wait, wrong clip. Here we go. You guys are trying to figure out what the lyrics, unheard or misheard lyrics. And I got to tell you, you came up with one that was better than mine. Really? And you said, now that is a great lyric. And you're right. It was a great lyric, but that was your lyric, Howard. I'm thinking of jamming with you and maybe coming up with a couple of lyrics. I'm, I'm, I'm going to honor you with that. So it was just an improvisational thing. And Mike McCready had this great kind of Hendrix riff thing happening. And um, and I just kind of sang over it one take. And then that ended up on a B-side, which was this thing, Yellow Leadbetter. And then, is he coming home in a box or a bag? Mm. And you said, is it the boxer or the bag? You know, are you the one hitting or are you the one getting hit? Your lyric, that was really good. Oh. I tell you, that's I... a good lyric, Howard. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A lot of people, Look, a lot see, of you've got did. it in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, on the phone, you think you're so good at telling unintelligible lyrics. I'm going to give you the toughest one of all. This is uh, Shaggy. You tell me if you know what the fuck this guy's saying. Oh, you got that? Yes, but what's the next part? He's right. He's right. He's right. You win. You win. Yes, yes. Yes, that's correct. What about this one? I just go heard ahead. Two lyrics. Go I ahead. Right. Yes, but what's the whole thing? Oh, he got it. He got it. Darn it. Let me ask you a question. Are you Kurt uh, Cobain? Cobain? <laughs> this is again. Yeah, okay. You're very good. You you win. The actual lyric was... As, as, great. Yes. A mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. Or a beetle. Or no. a my libido. I thought it my was a libido. <laughs> well, that's pretty close. I mean, I could say... Listen. A mulatto, an albino... And a beetle. That's what I, I thought. I got to say, Weird Al Yankovic was a genius when he wrote that song parody. It was all about how you don't hey. understand the lyrics, and I and I thought that was really good. Is this song all 
It's so good. <laughs> I like that video too. Uh, I yeah, you win the prize, dude. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye. Halloween. Yeah. Yes. Halloween. See you then. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut him off. The guy's a genius at uh, interpreting lyrics. He never wants to say goodbye. I think he might have said goodbye 10 minutes ago. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know that song by Shaggy, the one, you know, It Wasn't Me? Uh Uh-huh. Which is hard to understand. That's based on an Eddie Murphy bit. You remember when Eddie Murphy put out Raw, the comedy special? And he was talking about guys who cheat. And, you know, no matter what the woman, when the woman catches him, you just go, it wasn't me. That's what the whole song was based on. (laughs) This bit. This bit. Y'all start putting up with all kinds of crazy shit just to show you. I guess it's hard to find somebody that knows how to do it to you right. Because when y'all find one, y'all stick through that man through all kinds of bullshit. I know a man got busted coming out of another woman's house. Just to show you how far a woman is through. He got busted coming out of another woman's house. His woman saw him come out the house, knew that the woman lived there, and then said shit. Wait till they got home, walked in the kitchen and said, what the hell was you doing in that bitch's house today? You know what the man said? Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Well, I'm supposed to be a fool, right? Hey. Wasn't me. But she got me on the counter. Wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. Wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. Wasn't me. She even got me on camera. Wasn't me. She saw the marks on my shoulder. Wasn't me. Heard the words that I told her. Wasn't me. Heard the screams getting louder. Wasn't me. That's pretty, it puts the song into Amazing. some sort of perspective. Yeah. 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 I listened yeah. to that routine, didn't get a song out of it. Right. <laughs> I heard Raw 900 times. I didn't think I, to write I, that song. I was a big fan of Raw. Yeah. No songs. And then Shaggy comes in. You know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> So funny. I still remember the day Dennis Rodman came on our show. And Dennis has been on a couple of times, but, you know, it was like after his divorce, I think from Carmen Electra. And Carmen Electra is like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. And he was married to her, but he was so incorrigible that they were somewhere in Vegas or something. And she walks in on Dennis in the hotel room. Dennis is in bed with another woman and, Dennis two. describes two women and uh, yeah. Carmen Electra goes, who are that? Who are they? What are they doing here? And Dennis goes, what do you mean? She goes, these two women, who are they? He goes, uh, you know, first he starts him with like, I don't, I don't see anybody here. What do you mean? And then he got, he goes, no, these two women, what are they doing? Here? He goes, I don't know. They dropped out of the ceiling. <laughs> they must have dropped out of the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> because they dropped out of the ceiling and they fell on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> That marriage didn't last too long. No, if your excuses are that bad, it's not going to last. Yeah. 
But I love that song, Louie Louie, man. When I was a kid, man, I thought it was the dirtiest fucking song, and that's why I loved it. It was good. Every night at 10, I lay her. By the way, the guy who sang that song is on our phone. He wants to tell us. This is the guy from the Kingsman who sang that song. Tell me, sir. What, 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 it, it was hard to understand. What are the actual lyrics? <laughs> oh. When you, when you wrote it, what... Well, how did you sing it the first time? And they were thinking of yeah. yeah, and then I guess you, then it became what we heard on the record, and then the FBI yeah, investigated you. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you, 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 you're uh, a great singer. Right, right. <laughs> By the way, I understand, sir. The Kingsmen are thinking of making a comeback, and uh, you've written a new song. Would you Would you give us a little snippet of what you're working on? I guess I I hear the word. I heard the word fuck in there. Is that uh, the FBI is going to investigate this one, too? I'm telling you. I smell a hit single. Well, God bless you. All right. The Kingsman making a big comeback. I, that song, that smells like a hit. <laughs> but uh, I would clean up that lyric. Nobody cares anyway. about lyrics anymore. Anyway, I was working on Bang a Clock, and I realized my where lyrics. Where is it? I just have the demo. I don't know if I want to share the demo with you. Uh, when really? I say demo, this is a rough, this is called a rough track. This would be like a painter revealing a sketch as opposed to the finished product. I don't know if I'm right. comfortable. I'll play well, you a little bit. Wait a bit. minute. Uh, you love it when um, you get to hear demos and rough yeah, cuts. But, well, first you should get familiar with the hit song and then you go back after it's a hit. You, don't <laughs> you need play to hear the, the hit first. <laughs> right. You got to get, you know, I'll play a little bit of it. Show you where I'm at with it. This is a very rough track I recorded in my basement. Uh, I I do most of my work at my home studio, and I'm a musician. When I put on my musician hat, uh, but uh, this is what I'm working on. That's a little, that's a little. Uh, I'm really surprised. Very, a little bit of a country vibe. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Almost like a cross between Willie Nelson and a goat. <laughs> this is probably my most raw, most honest song yet. I, you... I'm shocked that you're not rocking. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm out of the rock business. I see what the kids are buying today. They're all a bunch of pussies. They buy all this shit country music. That's where I'm going. I'm going where my audience is going. All right. It's like I'm uh, Cat Shit Stevens. Uh, I'm like, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's very, very country. In love just sounds too clean. I'm hacking up my song. I'll give you a... 
I'll start it again. I don't like playing demos. I'm like a like a cosmopolitan Slim Whitman. It's going to be a big hit once I'm done with it. You can tell already. I don't know. I think you need a new producer. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just a demo. How dare you? Wait till you haven't okay, even got to the okay. far Okay, well, then take it yeah. to a producer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm working with a guy named Douche Springsteen. He's uh, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's uncle. He's pretty good. <laughs> Bang o'clock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's bang o'clock. Turn the lights down low. The room's so dark you can't see my nose. Now undress, take off all your clothes. It's bang o'clock tonight. And the 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 uh, the hook, as you they call it, is very very strong. I I almost don't want to reveal it right now. It uh, sounds like two different songs to me. It might be three different songs, actually, Robin, according <laughs> to my producer, Johnny Gash. <laughs> I'll play a little bit here. The This is the hook. This is going to hook you in. We both had a busy week, so let's go make that headboard squeak. This moment is our special time for playing the clock tonight. I'll try my best to get you off. Are you sure yeah. you finished writing? <laughs> it's an anthem. It's an anthem. You know you're, you're going to be singing that all day. It's very catchy. And people are going to play songs. it. Instead of guys saying, hey, honey, I, I want to have sex now and, and begging for it, they'll just put this on and that'll be the new thing. I see. When, when women hear it, they'll just when spread their legs. When they hear it, they'll just fall yeah. down. <laughs> you know who's trying to get to be the producer of this? Rick Rubin, but he's too well known. <laughs> He's already bugging me about it. Why wouldn't you work with Rick? He's had a few. Maybe things. I will. Maybe I'll let Rick work his magic on this. <laughs> He's luck. too minimal. I need someone to really take over and make this. Uh... I think anyway, it needs some stripping down. <laughs> stripping down. <laughs> I think it needs to bury my voice a little more. <laughs> you better stop laughing. I was going to ask you to sing background vocals. But... Uh... <laughs> The way you're carrying on, I don't see you in this song. Uh, I won't be in it. Right. Right. Yes, Christy. Uh, but anyway, I'm working on it. It's a very rough track. I I, I, I really um, hate that you're sitting and laughing at it because you don't understand <laughs> no, rough track. No, I'm, I'm not laughing at the song. Well, I am. Uh, Christy, go ahead. You're on the air. 
Well, first of all, I want to say I hope you have a wonderful summer. I'm a teacher, and I have this um, thing that my aunt gave me. It says, summer restores a soul, and I think that's so true. You'll have a great time. Um, I'm calling today because I have a song request for Robin. Uh, Speaking of all these songs, um, every time I hear the song Boss by Fifth Harmony, I think Robin would be amazing at it. And she could do all five uh, people, so it would be Robin harmonizing with herself, and I think it would be fantastic. Well, uh, Robin, I'm Robin not familiar with the song. I, I, uh, I'm not either. I'm not only am I not familiar with that song. I'm also uh, have to say I've just debuted uh, my demo, and all you can do is How talk about Robin theme. Talk about yeah. a song for me. Yes, yeah. can't believe you're a teacher. <laughs> very debilitating to me. Uh, there's an actual great singer on the phone. Here is a woman to sing uh, appropriately this morning. Go ahead, ma'am. Allons enfants de la patrie, <laughs> le jeu de est arrivé. Wow, you're terrific. Do you have anything else in that repertoire? Contre nous de la tyrannie, le tendance sanglante est levée. Ma'am, is your name Beyonce? I think I recognize your voice. She's good. See, that's no demo. That's that's the sound of an accomplished singer at (laughs) at the height of their game. I recognize the voice. I believe your name is Lady Gaga. Over the ramparts we watched. We Celine Dion. Goosebumps, Robin. Wow. You're the best singer I've heard since Aretha Franklin. God rest her soul. Oh, yeah. I would almost say this is Aretha Franklin from heaven. Maybe. Oh, the land of the free. Oh, <laughs> <and the laughs> the you heard that? That was the note of the dog. <laughs> dog whistle. You deserve a Vegas residency, ma'am. <laughs> Imagine she's sitting at home. You're terrific. You're terrific. What can I say? I love I love every song you sang. Yeah, Katy Somebody Perry, I think. Your colors burst and make them go ah, ah, ah. You're gonna leave them all in ah, 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 ah. You sound like a... Uh, can I ask you a question, ma'am? You're so talented. Are you in a conservatorship? Does your father run your finances? <laughs> because <laughs> the sound of you, of I never oh. stray too far from the sidewalk. She's got because the sound of a of Whitney you. Houston after the bathtub. Because you know what I'm saying? Of you, I find it hard to trust not only me, but everyone around me. What I like about her you. singing is... You can hear every word, and it, it still calls up. That's right. She right. belts it out. You belt it out. You're very, a lot of emotion. I am afraid. Thank you, ma'am. You're, you're terrific. Oh! Thank you. Okay. There you go. In Malibu, next to you. In Malibu. 
What about all the times you said you had the answer? So shine bright. Oh, yes. Noise. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to hang up on him just because she's such a show off. Boy, she's good. Yes, Rhea. Rhea in Delaware. What can I do? Where's she been hiding? Fabulous. Hello. I guess maybe it's time for her to nice get back out on the road. Sorry, what is that, well, Rhea? I'm, I'm wondering. Can you hear me okay? Oh, I hear you fine. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I've had an experience being a sugar baby, and I think I need to Well, talk you're about on it. a, uh, I would guess you're on a speakerphone. Uh, is that correct? Should I take it off speaker? That would be helpful. We could hear you so much better. Okay, here I am. Ah, now we're talking. So what are you, sugar baby? What is that? And it is when you are in a relationship with someone and you're intimate with this person in some way or another, and they pay you or spoil you for your time. Well, it sounds like marriage. No, no, not quite. They usually no. have a wife. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that sort yeah, of like a, yeah. isn't that a, a prostitution kind of arrangement? In other words, you're a prostitute. Well, prostitutes are like one time and done. The whole point not of the sugar is that it's a relationship. So in other words, there's a rich man who met you. How How old are you? I'm 25. 25. Oh. And you must be super good looking if some guy's willing to do this with you. <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah. I guess there's there's worse looking girls on me on the site that I've seen. So. So in other words, you have a um, you needed some dough, and you went on a website, and uh, you found yep. some guy who's lonely. Is he a married guy? No, he's actually twenty seven. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. And he can't get girls? Is that the problem? (laughs) Uh, I think that probably is a factor with it. But I feel like most people on the site are either really old and lonely or a douchebag or they just are really hard workers, I guess, and don't have time for a traditional committal relationship, I guess. Well, we know your guy isn't an old guy, so he must be a douchebag. Well, haven't known him long enough to judge, but uh, so I think you, I'm going to move on pretty quickly. You put a well. Let me understand this relationship. You put a picture up on this uh, website, and what are you wearing? Are you almost nude in it? I mean, you must look uh, good. Oh no, it's from my chin down, and I'm fully clothed. Shoes oh. on too, and uh, it's from your chin down. And and the guy, I guess, liked your body. How much do you weigh? Like 110 pounds. Oh, how tall are you? Like five, six. I see. And uh, what's your cup size? Small. <laughs> like an A. Tiny an A titties. cup. Shout wow, out. tiny titties. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess this picture, even though you're covered head to toe, the guy was turned on by it. Were you wearing a dress at least? Could he see your legs? No, actually, and I have, um, I think I have more than one photo, and all of them, even my, I think I have long sleeves, even, in all of them. 
Sounds like you're living in Alaska, for Christ's sake. I mean, what, 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 you mean a guy saw a picture of you fully dressed from the neck down and got in touch with you and said, I want to give you money and spoil you. That's the that's yes, what you're telling me? I have me? almost no information about myself. The only information I have is, uh, like, you know, my name, my age, and then a tagline. And my tagline is, vegetarian teacher needs help getting green and a bunch of photos of me fully clothed. And that worked. Did you have any guilt at 25 years old saying to yourself, is this really how I want to make money? Taking a, uh, advantage of a douchebag uh, and taking his money, even though I have absolutely no feeling for him. Or did you have absolutely zero remorse? Both zero remorse and zero feelings. Because I really like teaching, and teachers get paid shit, man. So... I'm so when here. did you when did you start this relationship with the guy where you're a sugar baby? Only about a month ago. And how much money has he spent on you so far? At least five thousand dollars. Wow! And how does he get the money to you? Does he do it all over the internet, or does he pay you in? Person? Oh no, we meet in person, so it's either yeah. gifts or vacation or just straight cash. All right. So the first time, so you you get meet this guy, and I'm sure you're nervous because the first time you have to go meet him, you don't know if he's a serial killer or not. You don't have any uh, you don't have any muscle behind you to uh, take this guy on. What if he walks in with a gun or a knife? You know, uh, you don't know if he's going to kill you, chop you up, or he's going to be a nice guy. So what do you do? You make contact mm -hmm. on the phone first. Yeah, well, the website uh, usually the daddies if you will. I don't think I'd call him a daddy, but it's, the daddies put up pictures that have their face or there's an option where it's their face that they blur out themselves and then you can request to view after you've already been messaging. And so I think, like, I've talked to a ton of people, but I've only gone out to meet a few. And this guy was especially strange because he had seen, obviously, my, like, fully closed photos, and he didn't ask me for a photo of my face. And we met in a public park, and I um, said to him, like, oh, I'm going to read before I come to dinner. And he came up to me in the park and was like, are you? And I was like, oh, he recognized me. But how? Because he didn't see my face. And he said it's because I was wearing the same shoes as in the picture. So I'm not going to do that again. Now, how does a 27-year-old guy have five grand to blow on you? Is he super rich? Uh, he plays poker. So I've learned that's, oh, I think, where, had the, a winning streak. where my my money comes from, I think. So so you go to the park, you meet this guy. Is he really goofy looking? I mean, uh, he sounds to me like he's a desperate kind of individual. So uh, he must look like, uh, you know, you John Hedder in poker. <laughs> what is that, Robin? Uh, Have you seen those guys that play poker? I, I am one of them. Goofy looking. I, all through high school, I played poker. So, you know, I know. I, I knew who was sitting across the table from me, and they looked at me. and I, I didn't know who was a bigger loser, me or them. So, yeah, I know. Uh, there's no Brad Pitt sitting at home on a Friday night playing poker with their high school friends. Uh, trust me, you should have seen the group I was with. I mean, talk about misfits. So, so uh yeah. So the guy, the guy is a guy you would never look at. Is it safe to say that? What's going on with your phone? Why am I having difficulty with you? Just, just, are you on back on that speakerphone? 
No. And all of a sudden, it got better. Hmm. Must be the service. I'll tell you, I'm getting annoyed. So I don't know what to do. Now you're better. You were doing something odd. I'll say right here. I'll stay exactly in this position. Yeah, you don't move. Got it. Now let me ask you something. You're a good-looking. I take it you're a ten. Am I correct? Man, I wish I was a ten. I'm not sure about that. Are you a seven? I don't seven? think I'm bad looking though. At least a seven. I'm at least. Who do you seven. who do you look like? That's famous. I mean, I need to get a, a, a some sort of visual of you. Uh, can't maybe the girl that's in Spider Man, the old one. Kirsten, Kirsten, Dunst? Kirsten Dunst. Oh, I kind of look like her. Oh. Right? All right, that's okay. So this guy meets you in the park. And he says, well, I'm interested in paying you for you to be my sugar baby, right? <laughs> yeah. And you look him over and you take a chance and you go where to have uh, sexual relations with him? Well, usually not on the first meeting. Usually the second meeting, I will have some intimacy, you know, sprinkled in there, if you will. But the date, just, you know, just talking about expectations Ordering lots of wine, you know, got to oh, feel so it would, out. I'm trying, I, I, I'm, it's like pulling daddy. a story out of you. In other words, you meet the guy in the park, and obviously this isn't your first time at the rodeo. You've done this with other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so and so, this 27-year-old guy looks you over. He decides he wants to be your sugar daddy. Was he take you to a restaurant? Yeah. And then after the restaurant and the wine and the food and you discuss all of the parameters of the relationship, blah, 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 blah. When does he get to fuck you? Mm, like two or three days. Like that's just the first time. Then I just go home. And yeah, then next time we meet, we go out to dinner again. And then like he orders an Airbnb or something. Yeah. An Airbnb. Yeah. Or, or I guess a hotel. I prefer Airbnbs. I see. I don't even know the difference, but who cares? Anyway. <laughs> you, hey, guys, you got a picture of her? Show me a picture so I can see who I'm talking to. Oh, let me see. Oh, yeah, you're very cute. You're better looking than Kirsten Dunst. Gee, thanks. You're a very good looking girl, actually. I'm in good shape. Oh, no wonder she you're She looks like yourself. a sugar baby. You look like a baby. <laughs> like you, look like a, you do look like a sugar baby, honestly. <laughs> This is really unbelievable. I bet you look so pure and innocent. You know oh what I mean? Oh, my goodness, yes. It looks like butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. Right. <laughs> it's part of the part of the whole game. And honestly, I've been pretty happy, and I think I could be happier with a guy with more money. And I don't know if I'll ever even want a real boyfriend, if you will, again. How many <laughs> guys have you been with that uh, you have this arrangement where you're a sugar baby? I've had this arrangement three times. And uh, how long does it last for? Um, a few months. Usually the uh, other guys I've been with either move or they're traveling too much. This guy, I think he's too much of a splendid daddy. Like, he isn't 5000 Like, I need more. So I think I'm mm-hmm. going to keep looking. 
And uh, so the guy, after about three of these get-togethers, he says, look, let's let's get the Airbnb going. He takes you there, and you fuck him, huh? Yep. And what is it like to fuck a guy when you have absolute disdain for him? In other words, you're not attracted to him. You don't uh, particularly like him. You think he's a douchebag. Uh, what is that like? It's a lot easier when you can just close your eyes and think about money, to be honest, and vacation. We went on vacation after knowing each other for like a week. Are you able to get wet? Or do you have to put some lube on? Yeah. I see. Oh, no. Always wet. You get wet wet thinking about the money he's paying you. (laughs) There there it is. (laughs) Is everything on the table, uh, anal uh, uh, on the table with you? No. You blow the guy? No. You don't blow him? Maybe if he was worth like $100 million, I would think about it. Wow. So in other words, blowing is more intimate to you than having a guy stick his dick in your vagina. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. That's interesting. I kind of get that. I mean, in other words... <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. a penis, I would think, in your mouth is way more gross than in your vagina. Well, that's... Agree. Maybe. You know? I don't know why I think that. I agree with you. <laughs> and, it's I mean, very proximity. There... Have you ever had a penis in your mouth? Like, it's really close to your face. Uh, you're talking to Howard Stern. How dare you? <laughs> I'm so fucking macho. Men idolize me. <laughs> So yeah, well, I guess you would not understand then. I mean, let's be the honest. The one time honey. he did it, he didn't like it. <laughs> well, you gotta find it. no, no. I mean, if you were, if you're asking me if I ever had a penis in my mouth, do you mean Fred or everyone else? <laughs> I mean anything. Anything? No. And anyone? Maybe I should yeah. expand it to any phallic object. No, and how no, you no, feel no, in that no. I'm very masculine. Everybody knows it. Uh, the only time I put something phallic in my mouth is a, a, a gun so I can blow my brains out after this conversation. <laughs> All right, listen. Rhea, so in other words, the business you're in of being a sugar uh, baby, it's going to be mm-hmm. hard to go. It's going to be hard to go to being a teacher uh, because you're now making some big bucks just hanging out with these guys. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'm afraid your whole world is becoming warped with this. I call it prostitution. You can call it what you want. And I get, you know, I get that. But it's yeah. not really like my job. I still think teaching is my job. This is what I'm like a lifestyle because I am a human who wants companionship. So why would I swipe with these losers on Hinge or Tinder and, you know, just try to have sex with them, and then they're they have no money, or they they want to like me, or something. And this seems like a win-win. So the guy situation. the guy you're with now is a douchebag. What about the mm-hmm. other guys you were with? Were they douchebags or old men? Mm, I'd say in the middle of both. I know girls who have been in relationships, sugar relationships, with a lot older guys, but I don't think I could do that. So I don't I don't get with any sugar daddies like over fifty. And so this 27-year-old guy isn't paying you enough money to stay involved with him. You're going to so you're in the market for a new sugar daddy. I'd say I am. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, you're in luck. Here's Eric on the phone. He claimed he's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> he says he had a sugar baby for seven years and spent a lot of money. Eric, are you in the hey, market for are you in the market for someone like Raya? Sure, but she's going like to be willing to uh, enjoy the great things that we're going to do. Of course. Oh. There you go. Well, how old are you? I'm over fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my last sugar baby we were together for seven years she was 22 years younger than me seven years well, you were pe- <laughs> how much money did you spend on your sugar baby when you were with her for seven years would you estimate it, it, it started very well it worked its way up to about seven or eighty thousand a year eighty thousand a how year eighty thousand I'd be open to it. Yeah, for, you know, it, it's funny because my friends used to have a problem with it, and I used to say to them, well, what are you spending on your mortgage, your car payment for your wife, your expenses? Did you get mm-hmm. laid four times in the last month? They said, uh, four times a week is what I was getting. And they were saying, we can get laid two times in, in a month. Good point. Comes out the same amount of money. 80 grand a year, and you get laid four times a week? Hmm. I, 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 if you amortize that, Robin, thinking of <laughs> investing. Wait a second. That's kind of a that's kind of a bargain, actually. When you think about it, all the expenses yeah. you have, the same thing. But Eric, how do you feel that the woman doesn't, let's say, love you? That she sees you as a mark, as uh, Abrea says. She says, "Oh, the guy's usually a douchebag." You don't care that they're walking around thinking you're a douchebag. It was the same girl, but no, we developed into a relationship after that. I see. But it lasted a whole full seven years. It started as maybe as a mark. You know, in her eyes, I was looking at the other way around. Do you ever say to these women, look, I'll, I'll pay you the 80 grand, but I don't want you double, uh, you know, I don't want you like uh, doubling up with some other guy. In other words, I want you to be exclusive with me. You ever say that? I, I did mention it once, and she put at the point, well, what about a guy that's going out, you know, he's working 12 hours a day, which I was, and your wife's cheating on me. The same thing, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But, Ray, what's it like to be on a vacation with a douchebag? I mean, isn't that a little rough on your psyche? How do you enjoy yourself? Definitely a little rough. Uh, yeah. Creating boundaries, boundaries of, you know, alone time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these guys are very needy. Am I? Do you have to laugh at his jokes and constantly be there for him? Yep. No. Here's George. That sounds says, like hard work. George is 47 years. George is 47 years old. He has a 22-year-old sugar baby. How's it work for you, George? Uh, well, so let's see. I met mine whenever she was uh, originally was looking. Well, I met her on Tinder. <clears throat> I just liked her. That was it. She had right. a Snapchat up, went to that. She was posting pictures of weed all the time. She always had weed. But I'm like, hey, let me just talk to her about that. And then it went from there to she said, uh, did you want to be a sugar daddy? And I'm like, let's talk about it. And so we did that. Now, I'm out in rural Pennsylvania. I have a whole different scale here. But I'll tell you, Howard, the part I like is it's just convenient, like, I live by myself, I work a lot, and it's just whenever I call, she's available. 
and that's it. It's, it's that simple. Um, and but George, out there in rural Pennsylvania, what do you got to pay this uh, sugar baby? It, it's 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 about three hundred bucks a visit. Like I'll be honest, it's like it's that that simple. It's uh, you know, and then she'll spend pretty much the whole day there. We'll hang out, and you know, by the time that day's done, I'm ready to be back by myself and doing whatever I want to do hmm. because I've been satisfied. I'm good, you know. So off she goes. I continue my thing, and uh, like you said, it's I've been married twice, and uh, I'm, I'm having as much sex as I ever was, and that's way cheaper than being married. That's for sure. Well, uh, you know, to me, I'm having trouble seeing the distinction between a prostitute and a sugar baby. I mean, I think everyone's coming up with a new term to make themselves feel a little differently about it. If you, if I got to hand a woman 300 bucks every time she visits me, uh, and Rhea, you're, uh, you know, you're basically fucking guys you're not into. Uh, to me, there's no difference. I don't see the distinction. It turns out, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm out of it here. No, I, I don't think you are, Howard. I, I, okay. To tell you the truth, I feel the same way. I feel the same way in the sense that <clears throat> I'm not looking for a relationship, but guess what? There's no prostitutes out here if they want to call themselves a sugar baby. But the one thing that is nice is that I met this person previous to this. It developed into this. I know the person, and it's a continued thing, so it's easy access. I'm not out you know, roaming the, you know, the woods or uh, the CD bars looking for right. uh, something. So it's, you, you have that, like, at least the solid connection um, of, I know who you are and she knows who I am. And I guess we if know you we get can, bored, if you get bored, then you just don't have to call her anymore and you get a new one. Yeah, that, that that's it. That's it. Hmm. Or, or if I'm busy for two weeks, I just don't, yeah, there's, there's no expectations in between. She doesn't say I mean, to you, where have you been for two weeks? She doesn't sit there and lay a trip. <laughs> no, 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 no. But there, I mean, occasionally it'll, you know, I can tell whenever she's maybe short on cash, you know, hey, how's it going? You want to want me to come visit? And, you know, a lot of, most of the time I'll say sure. But other than that, it's pretty much on my schedule. Hmm. But don't you lay there in bed and go, I don't, you know, it's so sad. She's not into me. She's making me pay her. I mean, do you ever get depressed over it? No. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> no, I, 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 I like the, it, I don't know. It's just, um, you're comfortable with and it. And maybe that's wrong. I, yeah, that's it. Maybe, maybe it's wrong. It probably is wrong. But she but, puts on a like good said, show, right, George? I mean, she puts on a good show like she's really oh, into you, right? Uh, yes, that's that's what I like about it. I mean, she, I definitely think, I would like to believe that she enjoys it. But hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. But she definitely puts on the show. You're right. All I know is Rhea. She makes me feel Rhea. good. Rhea hung up, I think. So. Oh, we lost but, her? Uh-oh. Well, but I thank her for calling because I, it turns out at least 80% of my audience is, uh, is a sugar daddy. Is a sugar daddy, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it because I'm looking at the phones. They're lit up with guys who all have sugar babies. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a, a, a morphing into, I guess, yeah, a different form of prostitution. Because at one time, a sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship was mostly about... These guys sort of 
begging these women to give them any attention at all and constantly supplying them with gifts. Well, I remember you're right. You're absolutely right. We when we would interview people who were sugar babies, women, the idea was they didn't give these guys sex. Right. It was just you gave them money for just to hang out with you. And and quite frankly, it was considered humiliating. You would humiliate the man by saying, I'm not gonna fuck you, you ugly fuck. Yeah, but uh, this is this is more like prostitution. Uh, Mike, you too. You're a sugar daddy. This is Mike in New Jersey. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's going on, Howard? I I think that these relationships are founded uh, in in the most honest sense up front, and you know what the expectation is. If you right. come to like each other and a real relationship forms out of it, that's you know all the more power to you. But at least the the lines are drawn very clearly up front. Who's how old is your sugar baby? Oh, I'm not a sugar daddy. I'm just I'm envious of oh. the principles of the whole relationship. Don't be envious. I got to tell you, there's something really uh, dark in my mind about paying a chick to fuck you. I don't know. It, it, call me old fashioned. Old fashioned. I I, no. <laughs> I I am. I'm old fashioned. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just think, you know, it's well, one thing to talk well, we a good game. Like, you hear about, about this and you girls. go, what? What about all the scores girls and the parties at Ronnie back in the day? Yeah, but no, that, that, as far as I know, no one, was, no one was fucking anybody. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it, 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 but you're right. It is It is a form of like, hey, you pay funny money and the girls act like they like you. You're absolutely right. It, but it wasn't prostitution. You know what I mean? Where people were fucking and stuff. You know, it was kind of a tease. Well, that was it, buddy. I mean, a couple of uh, these disgusting guys I would go with would blow a load in their pants every once in a while. I mean, uh, I mean, maybe well, is that by not accident. sex? I mean, they came. <laughs> the women didn't know. <laughs> and then you did this embarrassing shuffle to the scores bathroom where uh, you got, the guy helped you clean up. The doctor. <laughs> the doctor. The guy was called the doctor. And he'd clean you off. I might have I might have Just shuffled like once or else. twice. <laughs> yeah. I, I might have shuffled. There's, very, there's varying degrees. There's varying degrees. Everything's open to interpretation in the world these days. And uh, you know, no no different than paying for that three hundred dollar first date. What do you what you know, what are you after? I'm pretty sure you know, you're both you know, trying to trying to get home with one another or whatever it is. It's just a different uh different dollar amount. Well, and, but uh, I guess I also I don't want to I don't want to uh, offer a glamorization of this thing because uh, here's a story a guy in Utah is from the paper was convicted in 2020 for killing a 23 year old female college student that he met on a sugar daddy website they met in a park went to his home and he killed her and buried her in his yard I mean so this ain't no walk in the park my friend no pun intended yeah there's risk involved yeah. You know, and for the dudes too, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, a lot they of guys could have a up. fatal attraction. You know, some girl who doesn't want to let them go once they're ready to go. What happened to Rhea? She, uh, the she... only time uh, that's the only time someone's ever been killed in a relationship is when there was uh, money involved. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. I'm just I'm pointing out the perils of this thing. I'm not making a a judgment you're me, pointing out that husbands and wives kill each other okay that's right yeah in other words everyone's <laughs> killing each other good point mike thank you for uh countering me with that yeah gary what happened to ray so, Re- she, so Rhea, she's having phone issues but we're trying to get she wants to come back on and we're trying to get uh, it back on we're just trying to work through it 
Yeah, it was interesting. Well, some sugar daddy better pony up and get her a good phone. Pay her Moves fucking phone, phone bill. Pronto. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy on the phone ready to hire Rhea. How old are you? I'm 82. My name's Simon. And this Rhea sounds like quite the charming girl. I just wonder if she's into piss play or scat play or inserting large ob- objects inside of her body. <laughs> I'll find out if I ever get it back on the phone. But Don't hang up on me. I have nothing to live for, please. I'd love to know how yellow her urine is. <laughs> yes, Britt, you're on the air in uh, New York. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, the sad thing with the, with this situation is, Howard, hey, is when now. they grow up in 10 years, how are they going to find a quality man? Well, they're not. They're going down a dark path. I mean, you know. It may be sort of a, I don't know. May, she's, I don't know, man. It's that. Well, they're not thinking it. about the future. That's right. the the thing. Although I'll tell You're you, see them with the way, pull with, with the, I got to tell you something. With the way this country's going, maybe it pays not to think about the future. I mean, <laughs> I was watching a governor uh, <sighs> on the news last night. Jeez, uh, I forget what state he was from, but, you know, somewhere in the Northwest. And the guy was uh, making a plea. He said, you know, I'm in a state that is used to sort of cooler, milder temperatures. And he goes, um, I got to tell you, we're in big trouble with this heat now that we're experiencing. This heat is so outrageously uh, high in the over 100 degrees, sometimes 113, 120 degrees. Our entire infrastructure is failing. He said, look, I'm a governor. And we have a state that isn't built for these high temperatures. We never planned. We, this this is not usual. This is not even, if it was a one-off occurrence, it'd be fine. But now the, the uh, crazy temperatures have become the new normal, and we are way behind the curve. We don't have a grid that can handle it when people put on air conditioning. So what's going to happen? He said, Here's In my fact, problem. Most people there don't have air conditioning. That's right. And there's and he's, no place to go get some. He says, yeah, even if people cram hotels and, and go to places, we can't handle the heat. And what's going to happen is there's going to be so many deaths. It is so hot that we, we, we are completely without any irrigation to handle this kind of thing. All of our topsoil is dying. We are so fucked and i'm watching this guy and i said to myself you know he was making a plea to basically please pay attention to science he goes i think we're past the point of no return and i said this is what happens when you keep voting in anti-science candidates who refuse to believe what scientists are saying you, you, you gotta do me a favor and start reading the fucking newspaper because there's about 47% of our country, maybe as much as 50, who refuse to believe in science. I don't know where they grew up. I don't know what school they went to. I'm talking about you even see these politicians. We don't believe it. Don't show what, didn't you see? We had a cold snap the other day. You know, it. Well, the they, president, they, when he was named Trump, said, yeah. uh, what happened to the climate change? It's cool outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the weather was odd. Yeah. 
So here they've been warning. I'm telling you, it's just like the Superman comic when uh, Jor-El was warning Krypton. The planet is about to explode. And he kept screaming and screaming. And what did they do? They want to send him to the Phantom Zone for, for being a scientist. Right. So, you know, well, what? You're, getting to the, you're getting to the core of the situation, Howard, is that people need to get educated and educated on the environment and the situation. And they need to get a college. They don't want to be. Well, what are we going to do? Our teachers are now sugar babies. That, that's Me, the that's problem. The thing is we need this leaders, is, Robin. That's, Robin. That's the biggest. Yo. That's right. What are we going to do when our teachers are sugar babies? <laughs> they are teaching... sugar babies. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what can I tell you, Britt? All I know is that sugar baby doesn't hey, have a phone that works. I mean, can you imagine? Let me tell you something. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Really quick, because I'm dying to tell you this, is that, hey, I don't need a sugar baby. I was at the Polo Lounge uh, three years ago, and in comes walking this beautiful woman. I'm there with my girlfriend, gorgeous, who is its best, and who's following you. And I'm in there in the Polo Lounge on my birthday. My hero's sitting across the way. I know we didn't make eyes or anything, but I'm there with my girl. I felt like a king. And then turned around and sold my business two years later. I didn't need a sugar baby. All I did was get educated, work hard, and now I'm on top of the world. I thought you were going to say you were in a restaurant, a beautiful blonde walking, and then you saw this monster walking behind her. And you went, you said, what the fuck? How'd that I guy get I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say yeah. that. You look beautiful, Thank man. You. you got a gorgeous blue suit on. And it was it was one of the best birthdays I had. And I got to tell you, though, when, when someone walks, Beth is beautiful. And when she walked in looking like that, it was just an elegant dance across the floor and then there you were you guys look so happy but one thing has been killing me who the hell were you eating dinner with i see this guy walking look like lars erlrich or something like that and it's been bugging me forever probably was lars i've had dinner with lars there yeah oh man i wish it would have turned into a a jim brewer story and he started chucking bags and all that no in fact uh, lars was was (laughs) lars with a beautiful woman because he's he's married to a gorgeous wife yes yeah, well, a beautiful uh, brunette. Yes, Lars's wife is way into animal rescues. So Lars said to me, "Could we have dinner?" I said, first of all, I love Lars. I love Metallica. The idea to sit with him and have dinner was fucking amazing. Uh, we spoke the whole night about music, and I mean, he gave me this the scoop. And uh, but most of yeah. the conversation was about um, animal rescue. His wife's uh, very interested in it and does a lot of work in it. So. Uh, yeah, we had a good time. What can I tell you? He was having it, a good time awesome. watching you have a good time. Yeah, and and uh, Lars is a, a great conversationalist. So yeah, it, it, you you probably that night I was with Lars actually. Yeah, that's a, that's had awesome. A and I appreciate the uh, animal rescue. So I actually have a, a dog that's a rescue from Tennessee, and we're in Hudson, New York, upstate New York, which isn't too far from you guys. Came up here to have some. Animals right. escaped the city a long time ago, and you know. All kind of right, Britt. Thank you very much. All right. All right, I'm brother. Get a, I'm getting off this call. Thanks. All right, pal. Can't get Raya back. I wanted to ask her some more about being a sugar baby. Right. Yeah. It was an interesting Raya, conversation, Raya. <laughs> to say the least. Um. Yeah, I can't figure. We can't figure out what's going on, Howard. There's something wrong with her phone. Well, you know, they have invented the phone. How come she doesn't have one? I mean, do you buy that at all? I mean, she, I mean, her phone. The fuck I've never going? seen no, she, anything like that. Oh, there she is. She's back. What's going on with your phone? Yeah, what's going on with your phone? Hello? Yeah. Well, right. Enough with Ray. Well. 
I, yeah, okay, right. I'm done with Ray. You guys, stop. I mean, what is that? She was back for a second. Yeah, just long enough to say I'm back. <laughs> Who the hell is at the door? Yeah. Howard? Fred, play, Fred, play a door opening sound effect, and then... um. This will work. Here, white, white. Robin. Yes. Who the hell is at the door? Who is it? I can't see. Howard. Brad is Brad is my sugar baby, but he is horrible at it. He's <laughs> terrible, Howard. But you know, Robin, uh, it's George Takei. Yes. Uh, What's George. wrong with Brad as a sugar baby? Yeah. Brad, Brad, where's my rim job? It's been days. You know, George, rim one job of the... for dinner at Nobu. Come on, Brad, let's make an exchange. <laughs> you know, He's you know, terrible at it. It's funny. You, uh, you know, you told me that you and Brad barely have sex anymore. Maybe you need a sugar baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Brad, come on. You want some new tennis shoes? Let me tickle your tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Can you imagine back in the day when you were a young man for 300 bucks if you had a young, muscular boy, oh let's my, say 23 yeah. years old? Can you imagine what you would have done? You know, I, I believe sex shouldn't be a transaction, but when it comes to a man with a beautiful physique, I don't know if I could contain myself. You know, now I have to pay bread in... Uh, Oreo cookies. <laughs> Brad, get up here. I've got a double stuffed one. Come on, Brad. Get up those stairs. <laughs> you know, you know, you can make all the jokes you want, but you love Brad so much. Stop it. You're Musculature asking. is my weakness, Howard. Yes. Oh, my. I, I remember you told me. He would go for a run. Yes, you told me when you met Brad. He had muscles, and he... He was a thoroughbred. That's what oh, you said. my, yes. <laughs> you know, he'd go for a run, and now all I dream about is him running his tongue down my ass. Oh, Brad, come on, get up here. I'll give you all the sugar you want. You're my baby. I'm your sugar daddy. Come on, Brad. Oh. What is going He's on with that? Built like what a is... racehorse. Yes. What is going on with that, that belly of yours? You ring it and he never shows up. I know Brad might be deaf at this point. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, too strong a decibel, and uh, uh, I've pierced his poor little uh, eardrum. But, Ring uh, it louder. Maybe he'll show up. Brad! Brad! Oh, I'm getting that? a sugar crash from uh, not getting fed my sugar baby. I, you know what I think? I have a theory. I, I think I think Brad cut his ears off like Van Gogh. He didn't want to hear that, pal. I swear to God. Oh, Brad. Brad used to have perfect delts, pecs, and yes. tries, and now he's just all belly. Brad, come on. <laughs> I won't make fun of you if you let me come inside you, please. All right. I think well, listen. He's buried his head in a cake. By the way, uh, 
You were fabulous the other day on the air with Donald Trump, but I didn't like when he said you were the Chinese guy from uh, Star Wars. That was insulting. I mean, absolutely. Jesus. You know, I try to be uh, as diplomatic as I can, and right. I appreciate the opportunity to have spoken to Donald Trump. But, you know, when it comes to a person like that with such venom uh, and such uh, negativity, it, it really is difficult to have a real conversation with him. And I, yeah. I regret that uh, he is changed america for the worse i believe yes well you know to call first of all you're japanese american you are not chinese and also no, you're not yeah, he, you said he was going to deport you that's ridiculous yeah, that's well, absurd. that shows you how weak his character is you know he he has a, a very limited mind and he he goes for the broad strokes and uh you know people uh they they believe him you know well, his support for brett kavanaugh was heinous it was ghastly and, and it, you told me for him to accuse such an innocent woman of deceit you know you told me though that the word was hyenas not heinous. Hyenas, yes. Yeah. Well, hyenas. I was using heinous because, you know, I wanted to make sure you understood. But hyenas Look. is the proper pronunciation, of course. So and Donald of course Trump's, it is because... Donald Trump's ahead. behavior was hyenas. Hyenas. Hyenas, yes. Right. Hyenas. Right. Are there other words... Are there other words you could teach me that I'm mispronouncing? I'm a professional mm. announcer, and you have been so great at teaching me how to say wahamole. Guacamole. 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 Is there a word you hear me mispronouncing or most Americans mispronouncing that you would love to teach us today? Well, I did some research and I believe that Robin Quivers is actually mispronouncing her own name. My really? name? Absolutely. It's Robin Quivers. And of course, with <laughs> Ophelia. Robin Ophelia Quivers. Oh my goodness. That's a very proper pronunciation. Robin Ophelia. Ophelia Quivers. Robin Quivers. Robin Ophelia. He's right in a way. I, I read a book about this and uh, it's really Robin. The Americans have bastardized the language. He's right. He is right. Uh, by the way, um, a lot of people wrote in about uh, your argument with Donald Trump, and I'm reading one review after another. They say, thank you, George, for standing up for real Americans and really setting uh, fake Donald Trump, um, uh, setting him uh, straight. So uh, good for you. Well, and, yes, and yeah, I, I appreciate being uh, the voice of the people and uh, having this yes. platform is more than enough. Thank you so much, Howard. That's right. All right. And uh, and so many people are calling us, George, about this uh, sugar daddy, sugar baby thing. Uh, I believe it's prostitution, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh you no, know, I, I I don't uh, I don't know if I fully agree with it, but um, when it comes to um, needing something, I understand that you sometimes the the human body just needs something. Brad, yeah. get up here and blow me! I need it. Oh, Brad, <laughs> come on! <laughs> but George, you know you're so right. You're so honest. Uh, sometimes we are like animals. We need things. We have needs. We need food. We need water. We need air. And as you point out, we need a blowjob from Brad. It's so true. Sometimes we need to uh, to honor our primal urges and get down and dirty in the muck and wrestle around and get filthy. 
Filthy, what? yes. Absolutely. Oh, get filthy. filthy. He's right. Yeah, Matt, go ahead. You're on the air with Robin and me and George, of course. And uh, we're talking about this sugar baby, sugar daddy thing. What are your thoughts? Hey, now. First time, long time. Uh, my thoughts are that it goes both ways. I mean, I'm I'm 47, but I, I actually have several older girlfriends. And whenever I go out with them, they pay for everything. And, uh, Hmm. you know, it, it's actually, uh, it's not just guys paying, paying, uh, women to hang out with them. It's, it's vice versa. Ooh, George. sugar baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, George, you better be careful. And carry a little bottle. <laughs> I've been trying to get Brad to do that for years. Oh, George, my. what about you? Would you ever be with an, you're in your eighties. Would you ever be with an older man? You know, Older. I don't think about those sort of things. I'm very content with Brad, but when it comes to fantasies, sometimes I close my eyes and I imagine that Brad is a very strong, muscular elder statesman who's telling me to get down on the floor and to get ready for Daddy <laughs> teach him everything about the world. Oh, big right. Brad, Daddy, Braddy, right, Daddy. That's what I want to call him, Braddy, Daddy, Braddy, Daddy. Come here. I've been a bad boy, Braddy. Let's daddy. Uh, go oh, back to Raya, who says her phone is now fixed. Yes, Raya. Uh, you know, let me put a cap on this whole discussion so we can move on. There's, in my mind, I think I've thought this through. It does feel like prostitution, Raya. Hmm. I disagree. And, Respectfully. Right. What is the difference between you being a sugar baby and being a prostitute? Give it to me in a nutshell. In a nutshell, you call a prostitute once and you're done. Your sugar baby is a long term relationship. And, you know, you take them out to dinner, you talk to them. Like, people don't talk to prostitutes, right? I want to know because I'm not hmm. a prostitute, but that's my thought. Well, all right. If you, uh, you know, there's there's escorts that spend the weekend with the guys. They call it the girlfriend experience. So what's the difference? Just a long term relationship. I think escort is pretty pretty close to sugar baby, a little bit closer, I'd say. Do you ever lie to your clients and tell them you love them? Let's say I need that. I need you to, you know, like so that you at least give me the feeling that you care about me. Do you ever sit there and pour it on and say, you know, I'm falling in love with you? No. In fact, I think they like that I'm more brutally honest, you know? Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, listen, I don't know uh, what to say. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, this information. You say you don't even blow these guys when you're with them. It seems, no. uh, wow. Why don't you blow them? It's just gross. I think I would if I was in a longer term, you know, and I would do, I would say yes to anything. However, I just, you know, I can't give away all the goods at once. That's how you get these guys hooked. You know, I have to keep them wanting more, and that's how, that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, we yeah, never finish. So you, when you get in the room with the guy, he just um, kisses you a bunch, uh, gets you naked, and then puts his peen in you. He doesn't get to do any other really cool stuff to you. Uh, I usually prefer to stick with kissing, actually. And, you know, most people that are on these also have a certain, like, 
fetish or something that they want, you know, like most, I would say the stereotypical sugar daddy is like a dominant person and they're looking for a sugar baby to be submissive. But a lot of times I think they like when the roles are reversed. So. Mm. Easy to, she said you, you know, prefer to stick with tickling? With kissing. Tickling. Tickle, or did you say kissing? kissing? Kissing. Well, you know what it is. She. I don't know what she's doing with her phone, but yeah. she gets like. Oh, she gets like this my weird. Tits. <laughs> Bad. I mean, George. Oh, I love tickles. Uh, oh, now she's back on the phone the right way. She, I'm here. Okay, so she said kissing. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rhea. I wish you luck. What can I tell you? Thank you, Howard. I hope you don't. I hope I don't read about you in the paper. Uh, getting killed. I mean, that's the danger. I, I I read a story uh, just a few moments ago while you were off the air about someone who was involved in this, and then uh, the guy took her home. They had a few dates, and then he finally took her home, and then he uh, killed her, and he buried her in his backyard. You know, so I don't want to yeah. make this seem like it's an easy life. Well, you know what? Domestic violence is in any relationship. And so actually, like, being the sugar baby, having these clear boundaries and me telling these daddies, if you will, that, you know, this is like all this relationship is, is the sugar ship, if you will. And I think there's like a level of respect that comes out of you being able to say exactly what you want and what you're willing to do and stand your ground. So I actually feel more safe in the relationships that I have because I'm so vocal. And in past relationships I've had, I've been like more. Have you, I would say. have you had sex that is pleasurable in the last year? Oh, it's always pleasurable. It's oh. my world and they're just in it. It is a good time. I am really, like, I make it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't, you're not attracted to the guy. You think he's a douchebag and uh-huh. you have great sex and you have an orgasm. Yep. Yep. All right. You know, Howard, I'm relating to Rhea more and more. How so, that, George? George? Well, I, you know, I, I constantly ask Brad for things and I get what I want. And, you know, he teases me so much. And I try to get him to have sex with me. I, I eventually erupt like a volcano because it just, oh my, it holds everything in. And <laughs> Brad, come on. I'm getting such strong <laughs> blood flow. I need a release. Brad. <laughs> you know what, Ray? I don't know about you, Robin and George, but I, Rhea, I think you seem hardened. The world is something happened to you. You're very hardened. You're very down on romance. You're a young, beautiful woman. You could perhaps find a man that really worships you and loves you and you build a strong relationship with, but you seem like something happened where you became a cynic. You became hardened to the world. Like everything is transactional. Are you no related such... to Bill Shatner? <laughs> yeah. Do you... It seems to me everything is uh, money. You know what I mean, Rhea? Yeah. I suppose that, that you could perceive that as my outlook. I mean, 2020 kind of did everyone dirty, you know? And so I'm just trying to be more, I should, I'm trying to advocate for myself in these relationships. And that's, that's what I've learned from my past, I would say. You see romance in your future? You ever see a husband and children or is that off the uh, table? I don't know. I don't think so. The more no. I enjoy this, the more I'm like, why can't I just marry my friend and then adopt a child? All right. There's Raya's uh, plan. She's going to, yep. uh, 
you know, she's going to uh, hang out, get money from dudes, and uh, maybe adopt a child. And will you recommend to your, let's say, daughter to become a sugar baby? Sure. As long as you, you advocate for yourself and you're happy, that's how I feel. All right. Well, Fair thank enough. you for calling us and letting us know yeah. about this world. Thank you guys for having me. I hope you have a wonderful summer. Have a hot girl right, summer. But- I don't want to read about you in a body bag, though. You be careful out there. You're right, Craig? Craig is from Iowa. What do you want to say to Rhea? Hey, what's up, Howard? Hey, Rhea. Rhea is just, man, this is just an excuse for her to not call herself a prostitute. This girl is on drugs, man. These girls are vulnerable, and that's all there is to it. All right. Well, Rhea says uh, she sees it differently, but what can I tell you? All right, Rhea. All right, Craig. Thank you. Uh, wait a second. Thank you. This just huh. in. Hold on a second. Benji just scraped together three thousand dollars. Uh, <laughs> How do you do that? So uh, she's gone. She's gone. Too late. <laughs> Brad, that's it. You know, I've made my threats, and here we go. I'm being your sugar-free daddy. No more sweets, Brad. No more. Thank you, George. A little Blink 182, Adam's song. What did I just read about the lead singer of Blink 182? Um, was he the guy who. Who's the guy who announced he had cancer? Um, oh, I, don't, was, I hadn't heard that. That's him, well, Howard. Right? Mark Hoppus? Yes. Yeah. He. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I was reading on, twi- on Twitter that. Um, I was really sad. How old a guy is he? he? He said he's been in treatment for like three months. He made the announcement on Twitter. And he didn't specify what kind of cancer he had, but this band is really good. Adam's song. This is, uh, he wrote this song. I hope I have this right, but he was reading about a kid who killed himself. And left a note for his family. And uh, then he also said it was about being lonely on tour, when he's on tour. And then coming home, and then feeling lonely there, too. So, it's a great song. I mean, it evokes a lot of emotion. What I found interesting about that conversation about sugar daddies and sugar babies, how yeah. both the men and the women... Uh, uh, came up with the, hey, there's domestic violence in all kinds of relationships. Yeah. You know, like, they're just <laughs> yeah. saying, hey, there are risks if you marry somebody. There are risks if you go out with a guy and want a relationship. Yeah. That was interesting. He's I 49 years old, really by the way. All that. Oh, he's 49? Yeah, I was... Sad. 49-year-old guy dealing with cancer. Look, I mean, people deal with cancer at all ages now. They're children. I know. It's not, know. Uh, it doesn't respect age. Horrible. Um, I always think, whenever I hear cancer, I think about the little girl who sat next to me in second grade, and one day she didn't come in. I that still remember it? her name. You never talked about that. Yeah. This girl... I don't want to say her name, but I know her name. And uh, she sat next to me. And then, like, one day she came in, and all the, she was, like, this skinny little girl. And then all of a sudden, like, for a while, she start, she had, like, big 
like almost like um, chipmunk cheeks, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was going on. I was in second grade, and uh, she was the sweetest girl, you know. She sat next to me, quiet, but just sweet. And uh, then, like, you know, the teacher came in one day, or maybe my mother told me that she died. Mm. And how old? Were you? I uh, second grade. So I don't know how old. Uh, yeah, and I just. I think about her all the time, and I think, well, I've had this life, and she she just never got her life. And I remember, too, I, I thought about her parents, because I saw her parents praying, and um, they at least had a son. I thought, well, that must be some consolation. They had this lovely son. But then I had heard the son died of cancer when he was like 18. They lost their son. And uh, and I thought, well, how much life had she missed out on? I mean, you know, we we live in a world where you can grow up and become a sugar baby and make a lot of money, and right, it's really you know, worth it. You wonder, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you better leave early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> while the world still looks like a sweet place. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the lyrics to that song. It was really good. It was like, uh, I'm sorry about the apple juice. Blah blah blah. The fuck is uh it's a great I, I think that song is great. He's like writing a letter to his mother, but you know, that he killed right. himself and it was like uh I can't think of it. Something about apple juice and I'm sorry I spilled the apple juice, mom, and it wasn't your fault. Remember the time that I spilled the cup of apple juice in the hall? Please tell mom that it's not her fault. Something like that. I don't know. Heavy. But anyway, the guy announced that he had cancer. Uh, well, let's I got all pumped out. he's going to beat it. He's going to beat it. I have a feeling. A guy, you know, when you're a rock star, you you can beat it. Right, Robin? Rock stars have superpowers. They do. They do. All right. A couple of people, you know, you're, you're still focused on sugar babies, and so are many other people in the audience. They're not <laughs> done with this topic. Real quick, it's because I do. a very interesting one. I have a phony phone call for you. I want to give you some updates on uh, other people that you need to know about. You need to know about High Pitch Eric. You need to know about Sal. I told you I have an update on Sal that is just um, just so much fun. Did but, we uh, never get to that? Never got to it. Robin, wow. we're, we're, we're overloaded with uh, material here, things to talk about. Yes, Gary, in Florida, what do you want to say? Uh, Howard, I was curious what uh, your opinion was. Um, I'm actually married. I'm uh, married to my wife for 20 years now. And for the past year, uh, she's actually had a boyfriend. Um, and this is <laughs> something we all know about. Uh, you know, I, we talk regularly, hang out, we'll all go to dinner together, stuff like that. Uh, so it's not a sugar baby thing, not a sugar baby situation, but uh, it's just obviously a little bit different. I didn't know what your opinion was. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions before I give you an opinion. I don't want to speak too fast, even though I'm known for that. Um, yeah. you mean, you mean, in other words, it started openly. She wasn't cheating on you. She said, Hey, I'm interested in this guy and I want to go have an affair with him. No, no. Uh, actually I was the one who brought it up, uh, doing the hot wife thing, uh, where, you know, she would go out and dates, I guess you would call it where she'd go hook up with other guys and then, you know, just have fun and, and then come back. What are you, a swinger me. of types? What are you, are you sort of a swinger? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you hook up with other but, women? Uh, 
Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we do now. It's it was more of a not not a open relationship where I go play on my own and she goes plays on her own. Uh, it started out with just her. I I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. You enjoy what? Uh, watching yeah, her we, with other guys? Yeah, watching or oh. just knowing that it's happening. It's you know, it's the whole thing. Um, Does she come home but, and tell uh, you about it if you're not there? Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well. Yeah. You want to know my feeling on it, you're not going to be pleased. And I know that some people oh, will think I'm a prude, but I don't get it, dude. I don't get the point of being married. Uh, if if you told me my wife had a boyfriend, mm-hmm. I would There's be so... There's a song. Why didn't you write about that? My wife has a boyfriend. There's a lyric. Because I, I ain't going along with it. I'm not in <laughs> down with the program. I mean, I believe some guys go along with this shit because they actually, you know, they enjoy the thrill of it. But I also think some guys mm-hmm. go along with it because they have such low self-esteem that they think they can't get a woman. And so they put up with all kinds of bullshit. Um, now, uh, or there's sometimes an economic thing where they just can't afford to get another home and move out and get a divorce. Uh, in this case, it sounds like you have a fetish, you know, you like to, you know, but in my mind, in my sort of conservative mind, I kind of look at this as like, you're not that into your wife. You're not that crazy about her. Um, because I know I love my wife. I could not deal sharing her with a woman or a man. I don't want to share her with anyone. I've said this, I've been vocal about it when I'm with someone I'm into them. And I, I don't, I, I don't want to do that. I, I, to me, what's the point of being married? Then I might as well go out and get rid of her. Do you and, and... have any, um, you know, because some people will attribute this to the spectrum of sexuality. No, oh, that's and all bullshit. That, what? <laughs> that's all bullshit. Don't you don't think there's other kinds of sexual and, desires well, and needs there's, and wants there's, and, there's all... and relationships that don't accommodate those Look, can't exist. You can't compare it to somebody who says, you know, at five years old, I knew I was a, a, a man trapped in a woman's body. You can't compare it to someone who wakes up one day at five years old and says, you know what? I knew I was always attracted to the same sex. Marriage is something society imposed on on our right. culture. Yeah. So if if you're going to buy into marriage, marriage is a relationship between two people who are committed to one another to the exclusion of other people. If you don't but buy into it, that, don't be married. Have to be that way. These people want to, you know. There's other uh, benefits and obligations of marriage. You, you know, can do whatever uh, you want. One of the reasons well, gay marriage was a big issue was because gay people couldn't have those protections in their relationship. Like if they get sick, who makes the decisions for them? Or you know, uh, do they buy property together when they break up? How does that get assigned? I All of those want, things are a part of marriage. I don't want to hear that my <laughs> wife's fucking another guy. That's it. He asked well, me my opinion. I told him. Well, that's what he asked me. I don't know me. why that's he's asking your opinion know, of his marriage. When I mean, when uh, you say I, that you're married. The, the marriage part of it is the emotional attachment with the individual. Oh, cut the Just bullshit, Gary. Get yourself a wife who's into you. Your wife doesn't want to fuck you anymore. You better wake up and smell the roses. What's the matter with you? No, no, no. She loves it. it. She loves it. And loves I was it. the one who actually brought it up, not her. I was the one who well, talked to her. Listen. Listen. So, 
Live and let live. What do I care? Go ahead. Have fun. You don't He's need like my opinion. I'm curious. I, know you, I knew that you had the conversation with the sugar baby. So it's, well, it's listen, anything bad. goes nowadays. There's no more standards. This is what I'm talking about. The whole but environment's those blowing standards up. workable for everybody, Howard? That is the point. There's no standards for journalism. Have... What? There's no standards for journalism anymore. You know, anybody makes up shit. Then the president, the, the ex-president. Used to talk, oh, it's all true. I won the election. Nothing matters anymore. Well, you act as if that's a bad thing in all cases. It a is. A lot of times people were locked into situations that made them miserable for, throughout their lives. I don't want another man fucking my wife. Well, that's I it. looked at, you know, I was talking to some friends <laughs> and in my case, you know, a couple last week or something, we were having this conversation. And I said, yeah, back in the olden days, I would have been burned as a witch <laughs> you know? no. because I'm different. And oh, so that's the whole thing. You know, like society is not inclusive of uh, the desires and the needs of people. You're no witch. You don't even have a broom. Just relax. <laughs> All right, Gary. Thank you. Enough with Gary. Who cares? He wants to have his guys fuck his wife. Can you believe He just wanted shit? to tell you that that's happening. He doesn't care about your opinion. I'm old-fashioned. I'm into fucking my own wife. Call me cuckoo. I don't... Oh, listen, you want to go... God. You want to have your wife fuck guys? Go ahead. I don't care. I'm not going to lock Look, you in jail. Look, you know why marriage has not no. worked? 50% of marriages end in divorce? Yes, Kate. Well, oh, you're asking me a question? I have no yeah. idea, but uh, listen. Well, it doesn't bored. work because a lot of people can't fit themselves into that box. Don't get married. All right, King, what's up? <laughs> well, but they want to have children. Howard. They want to have, you listen, know, society look w upon them well. If I'm in a relationship with a woman, I don't want her banging other guys. Number How one, many from people a are you? <laughs> I, I, Howard, don't I don't <laughs> I don't want, first of all, from a health point of view, from a health, you can see I have a problem. <laughs> from a health point of view, I don't want her fucking another guy while fucking me. In other words. Howard. Yeah. Will you stop saying his name? He knows his name. No, it's fine. Go ahead, King. No, because I don't know if you hear me. I'm not saying it like I'm interrupting. I'm just making sure I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, you're there. Go ahead. What do you want to say? Okay. Howard, you are absolutely fucking right. Like, it's like, oh. how could somebody argue with what you're saying right now? Like, I you, can. Why would you? <laughs> what? Robin, how could a dude like his wife fucking another? That shit is crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> when you're in love, me, you don't think love it a happens woman. a lot. We are no. seeing that there's so many alternative lifestyles. It's wrong. It's never worked for people. It's, it's yeah, the end of the relationship. I guarantee you, you start that, you go down that road, it's the end of the relationship. It's too, it's too complex. But that's why, that's why I wasn't really, I wasn't busting Ronnie's balls yesterday when I said that if my wife had pictures, forget about Ronnie, if my wife had pictures of her ex-boyfriend, and she says, I'm all right, I don't want to get into All right, all right. Thank you, Kim. No, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, wanna, I wanna play please. a phony phone call now. All right, I hear you. <laughs> we know please. your views. Thank you. We know, we know. We, we all get it. Let me, let me ask right. you one question. Just quickly. one question. I need advice. I need advice. All right, all right. quickly, quickly. My, my daughter wants to be a singer, and 
She's 50. She just turned 16. I want your opinion on how right. she sounds. Let me hear her sing. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with song. you. Okay, I gave them the song. You know this is an official judge. Yes, that's I'm what a I'm judge. calling. How was a Yeah. You know, if she needs work, if she did this, if she got it. It doesn't matter. I want to hear her honest opinion because I want to be a manager if she has something. <laughs> All right, Fred has the tape. Fred, play the tape of uh, King of All Black's daughter. Charlie. Her name is Charlie. Play the tape of Charlie. Yes, Thank with you. an I, no E. Please, uh, Charlie with an I. <laughs> yeah, don't play the yes. one with the E. Like yeah, we have a tape no. of Charlie with an E, but that's somebody, that's, uh, I think, Bobo's daughter. <laughs> what? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Listen. <laughs> She's good. Well, whoever I, that is needs to stop. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> that must be Charlie with an IE. <laughs> with an I, He's I, like I, an I. angel. Ay, ay, ay. The the angel of death. How dare you? Down to the ground, cocaine. <laughs> That's the only time she, she sounds lie, good is when she, she goes lie, deep. Cocaine, cocaine, <laughs> cocaine. cocaine. I'm going to give her the golden it's buzzer. Cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. And you want to run on cocaine. Cocaine. She thinks she sounds good there. Robin thinks she sounds good there. You can tell. Yeah, she's into it. Cocaine. I couldn't even hear myself. I was wearing headphones. Cocaine. So you said you said you wanna ride. Like you said you don't ride. All right, Cocaine. let me hear it. This is all right, enough of that. All right. does anybody have the tape of King of the All Black? I do, I'll play it now. All right. Go ahead. Is that her? Yeah, that's, that's Charlie. She, I'm, I'm crying. She sounds good. She sounds good, man. Oh, calm down. <laughs> nah, Let the man baby. have his moment. That's his baby. Yo, she, uh, I don't like I, the king being sings. emotional. What is that king? Yo, when she sings, I get goosebumps. I can't believe her. Like, I'm watching. I'm looking. Because I'm a critic. I'm not. Because that's my daughter. I'm looking at her like. Holy shit! No, who you know? Listen, you you're a humble garbage man. I mean, uh, to to 
<laughs> but but also I'm truthful. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I would say, yo, my daughter sound like shit. I would say that. Because I, why would I why would I tell her to do something she can't do? But I saw this time Now she, now first of all, let's be honest. You know, a lot of show business yeah. is your lord. How does the kid look? Before I give, uh, give you my opinion, how she, does the she, kid look? She, she, has, she has the look. She has the, she, she, she's thin. Like, not thin, but she's thin. Like, she's perfect in, in her body. She has big boobs. Oh and and um, she has a little white nose, like a white girl face. Like, her lips are little. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then she got right. the curly. She's Puerto Rican and black. So, so she's got, she's got the, the brown skin. Right. She's got a brown skin, you, you say? <laughs> yes. And I see right. men looking at her like men look at her. So that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? You don't want somebody no, that men no. don't look at. So in other words, she's got a look. She knows how to dress. She has a look. I see. And she you likes of... grateful dead clothes and, and, and like grateful dead T-shirts and shit like that. Like, she I can't her explain own look. it. It's a, it's a retro kind Martins. of look. Yeah. Doc Martens. Yeah, Doc right. Martens and shit like that. You say she wears Doc Martens? <laughs> yes. All right. And, All right. and and she got picked. She got picked last week to do the Yale some Yale program in school because she's gifted in in school too. So, in other words, what you're saying is, uh, you would be her manager. And uh, this has this has conservatorship written all over it, Robin. Uh, No, what I what I this is my this is my thing. I will sign her. She has to sign paperwork to me before they get to her, because that will solidify my position. Oh my god! You understand? I told her that. Well, wait. Let me let me be real with you, King. First of all, I know you told our guys. That if you become her manager and she's a big hit, you will run through her money like a track star. Did you not say that? Yeah, you, oh, that's that's. She's getting me the new, you know, the new Mercedes. The um, I told her. She said I'll get that for you, but that's it. I said, that, see, she already trouble. <laughs> she no, said, what I'm saying is, in other words, you already yeah. sound. I know your personality. If I tell you that the kid has talent. In other words, you're already fantasizing. How do I hold on to her? You're going to sign her up to paperwork, right? So that she can never leave you. Am I correct? Well, Howard, you 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 the smartest man on earth. I don't know about God's brain, but your brain is beyond you. You already know that. But so you. Well, know I know that, that about you. I'm telling you, you cannot. I'm going to be serious with you for a minute. Let's say the kid has talent. And I understand in the yeah. beginning you want to keep a watchful eye, but at some point you got to stop with that attitude. You're afraid your kid's going to leave you. That's the whole idea of being a parent. You you you, you raise a kid so they can leave you, so they can be healthy on their own. They could leave where, where me if they got no talent. If where you're no coming? Talent, no, stop it. You're coming from the the Michael Jackson, Joe Jackson school of artist management, where he you know he he took yeah, over, we, and Michael resented it. Yes, because they told him to resent it, Howard. You, Who told you, Joe Jackson. They. The, the, the man. The man. You know what I'm saying? They, oh, you don't need your father. If, if, if your father wasn't involved, you could go farther in, in, in your career. No, they gave him that. They gave him that bullshit. Listen, That's not true. 
I'm afraid if you manage her, the only thing you're going to manage is uh, emptying her bank account. I'm going to I think right away, if yeah. this woman is going to have a career, the first thing we need to do is get her away from her dad. Right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to wrestle her away. No, no, I'll tell you what, Kate. Here's what I think. You want, you want my thoughts on the music industry? Yeah. I think, it, I think your daughter, I think, uh, first of all, you're, I'm going to call you king of all horrible fathers because you're plotting already <laughs> to tie your daughter up into a contract for life. But okay, let's put that aside. I think your daughter does have I'm going to get a voice lessons. I'm going to get a voice. That coach. would be good. That would be nice. That's what I want to do. See, that, I have to invest. I have to get my money back. <laughs> <laughs> the dude, dude, listen, I don't know if you're for real or what, but I think your daughter. I am for real. I am. I, would, I couldn't sleep last night. When you're night. a father, you don't say, I'm going to get my money back. You, you, you give her the voice lessons out of a graciousness, of a generosity, and hope that she can do something with it on her own if it's important to her. You oh, know so what I, I mean? have to sit around. Wait a minute. So I have to sit around. Right. If if if, if I invest, if I invest in vocal lessons. How many people radio, have you managed? How many people have you managed in the music industry? How many stars? Because oh, I, I think you said it, it managed. I managed a lot of people in regular life. No, I said, you how know? many people just, in the music industry have you managed? Oh, uh, zero. Yeah, right. Okay. What's your track I'm, record? Yeah, you. Uh, but yeah. but listen, and but I listen, happen to know that your parents invested a lot of money in you. How much money did you did earn you for your parents? Back? Yeah, yeah. So listen. yeah, but I didn't have any talent. <laughs> <laughs> he owed him nothing because they gave him no talent. Right, yeah. you, you were talent free. If, if, if I invest in my daughter's schooling and she get, she leaves the nest and goes to a good college and all of that, I don't expect yeah. nothing back from that because she don't have nothing. But if you oh, had a million dollars, what a silly man to me. you are. Listen to me. All right. Enough with the silliness. If, if you're a decent human being, I see you're an emotional guy. You were crying when you heard your, your daughter's voice. There seemed to be some real emotion there. I don't know if you were crying because you thought you were going to be I a love, No, I do. I do. Right. I swear okay. to God. All right. So <laughs> let me set your expectations back to normal range. Okay. You know, it, your daughter is a good singer. She is. She's talented. She mm -hmm. has the, a good voice. But you know as well as I do, if you turn on American Absolutely. Idol and you turn on, uh, you, in fact, you turn on um, Coffee House on Sirius, you hear people doing cover versions. That some of them are so talented, so terrific, and you never heard of mm -hmm. these people. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but see, yeah, so, yeah, but they don't have now a you remember, see, now you They remember, don't have the manager she's going to have. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me tell you about Matt. Like, I remember when Hulk Hogan's daughter wanted to be a singer. Hulk. He loved that she daughter was cute, so. She was, she was cute. cute, and she, she had and he look. put, and he put millions of dollars, millions of dollars into this daughter, and his yeah, money. Yeah, because millions. she was somebody's famous's daughter. If you're somebody famous's daughter, you yeah, can't win. The the horror of the story was, as far as I can tell, the music career never took off because you know as well yeah, as she I wasn't do. Black. She I wasn't was black. Well, a uh, mixed. Is as you say, mixed. Yeah, that's easier. It's easy to get through if you mixed. If you mixed, it's easy. It's all about race and looks. Okay. It's all about race and looks. It's not even about singing. It's about marketing. Well, and if you so, so here's my point. Mm -hmm. 
in your own crude way, you understand that it's more than just being able to sing. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of variables. And I used yes. to say this on America's that. Got Talent, and to anybody who would hear me, Bob Dylan isn't the greatest singer. He's a great poet and songwriter. Um, uh, I could name uh, Mick Jagger was, isn't technically the best singer, but man, can he write songs and man, can he evoke emotion? Uh, there is yeah. there, the, the world is littered with people who can sing. They can sing. Now, your daughter might have a career as a jingle singer, commercials. You don't know where it could take her. She could end up. Um, oh, come on. You know. don't, it's, not, it's not even about this. It's complete. Don't now, now you can't, you can't put this out. expectation on your daughter I'm to become a superstar like Mariah Carey no, or something. No, you can't, no, no. I, I got to get out of this. I'm singing a Whitney Houston song, so he's thinking Whitney. You shouldn't no, take. No, I'm not. I'm not. Is she I'm writing not. any original music? Yes, I have an original song that she wrote. All right, let me hear it. Is it called no, Bad I don't Luck? Have, I, I can get it to them. I'll get it to them. Now, listen, this is an original song. Just hear me out. This is an original song. All right, listen to me. A, all right. On our phone is Britney Spears' father who wants to talk to you. He wants to say a few words. Go ahead, Mr. Spears. Hey, Howard. Yes. I just want to say, you know, I think... Uh, I think this guy gets it. I mean, he knows how to do it. I, I, I am. No, sir, Mr. King, I'm right behind you. You know, women, and I've said this, women need a strong man to make their decisions. You get it, dude. You really do. So but, but, yes, you manage Britney Spears, and you're her conservator. You say King's on the right track by dreaming of big paydays for himself and also getting back money on his investment and uh, and also uh, the... Yeah, it pays. It pays off in the end. You know, I have Brittany's best interest in mind at all times. Bless her heart. But, you know, my, right. my poor girl needs help. She does. Right. I mean, she shaved her head. That's crazy. You saw that. Yeah, but your I little saw girl was a junkie. <laughs> What's Take that? Easy there. We don't know what Brittany was up to. Uh, uh, that's a, that's well, a defamatory you know. statement. Come on. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm you don't know. That, but I'll just say, don't laugh. I'll tell you what. Big boobs help. You're not, you know, whatever you want to do, if you want to. Force her to get a surgery. My daughter going to Yale. <laughs> what are you talking about? Your daughter, Yale, your daughter has, Yale, but you're, but but Mister Spears that? makes a good point. King, your daughter has very big breasts. Yes. Okay. Oh, good. What is he doing looking at I her would, breasts? I would keep <laughs> he's umbrellas gotta, away. He's our manager, Rob. He's got his, <laughs> Yes, and, and on stage, is she wearing uh, low cut tops? Uh, that exposed no, things. Just like a stripper on stage. No, Billy, Billy. Billy Eilish, black Billy Eilish. Oh, black okay, Eilish. Good. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would say, you know, King, it's not just the breasts, it's the nipples, too. So I don't know if you can uh, take a oh, look at what's come on, on, come on. Mr. Come Spears, on, Mr. Spears. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you with you. All right, thank and you. And keep Mr. umbrellas away from her, for God's sakes. That's not a all good right, look. thank you. All right. Well, Enough Mr. With Spears that. has not had all this much success. <laughs> you told me he's living in a trailer in a warehouse? Well, eventually, King of All Blacks will be in a trailer <laughs> if he manages his daughter properly. Huff first, huff first, huff first. Her first uh, 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 duty is to go to school and to get into Yale. I, I have visions of her going to Yale. But along the way, you could try to get you a million dollars real quick because you got to look. That's what I'm as her manager, as her manager, yeah. do you feel she should go to Yale and waste these young years? A lot of these kids, oh, like no, Ariana Grande, no. 
they oh. get right on the circuit. I mean, uh, maybe you got maybe to get you're... right on the circuit. Right. You got to get right on the circuit. Damn Yale. <laughs> Shit. You got to <laughs> bail on Yale. You got to get right, uh... right now. If it's going to be an Ariana Grande career, we're forgetting Yale. Yes. Right. Yeah. We're going to skip Yale and get right to the. Yeah. But box. what about people like um, uh, Jodie Foster? And, and, and I would never put Hold her on it. a. She went to I college would... and she became a big star. Well, I'll tell you a story. This is what I think. And King should hear this. When Leanne Rimes, who was a huge success, was 16 years old, she sued her father and his partner for pocketing $7 million of her earnings. Oh, my God. Uh, her father countersued. This is where I see this going. And years later, they did reconcile. So, you know, I, I could... Let's hope King's... Uh, right. Let's hope King's learn, daughter becomes... Learn, King, from this. Howard, Howard, Howard. I can't yes. get the Porsche. I can't get the 911 Turbo. I, I mean, well, come on. That ain't nothing. That's 200000 Get well, that for yourself. That. Leave your daughter alone. Listen, your daughter has some talent. I'll have to hear her original song. Yes. I don't know what this song. Yale. Yale is, as everyone knows in my audience, Yale is for flat chested women that can't sing. Now, I don't know what this <laughs> Yale thing is. <laughs> if she gets into Yale, it'll be a fluke. <laughs> Are you that's saying when, she's getting. Race, you're saying she was offered a. You're saying you, your daughter was offered a scholarship to Yale? No, 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 no. She was picked to go to some, you know, like what they do is they, they see if you have it. I don't know what it's called. She got the names of what it's called. But it's like certain people that get picked out of her school, like very few. And, and, and two of them is Asian. So you know. <laughs> two is Asian and one is her. Thank so, I mean, that's, that's the top of the clock. You right. know, so so you know, so they picked her. So picked her to sing. She don't even. Excuse me. Picked her to sing, or is this an no, academic? No, thing? no, they have her, an academic pick, thing they do. Yes. Yeah. So your daughter's so smart. Your daughter's so smart yeah. that she's gonna uh, go to Yale and hang out there for the summer, like an something like that. Yeah, see, you acting like it's just nonchalant. I mean, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Figure it out. You, you, the way you tell a story, nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. You're telling me okay, your daughter's going to Yale. Me. Then I say, oh, she's going to Yale. Then you go, no, she's no. going with two Chinese girls to something. I don't know what <laughs> no, the fuck no, you're talking no, no. about. Howard, Howard, ain't nobody smarter than you. You know what I'm saying? What? But, but listen, they, they, what are you talking about? This, they got, because you know what I'm saying. She got picked from some academic thing out of her school to go yeah. to, to, to some Yale, pro, a, a Yale-type program to see if she Yale has it to go to these top colleges. Uh, I don't know I what don't you're know talking what about, a Yale-type program. Yeah, they do. Program. Some of these elite schools have a situation where oh. they invite... Yeah, help me out, Robin. Yeah, they invite students who could possibly be admitted to the school to come why, and yeah. go through classes. Robin, why doesn't he know what the fucking oh, program is? He wants to be a manager, so he's been uh, He can't even, hey, you you're explaining it to me. He can, uh, Ralph, you're on with the King. Howard, go ahead. Howard, when she was yes, telling Ralph. me that, I was falling asleep. Yeah. I need some money. <laughs> so listen, in all seriousness, she sounds nice, but there's a million girls who sound like her. Oh, he's, he's, he's a dime a dozen. 
Okay. He coming saying that he coming the same, saying the same thing. You said Howard. This ain't right. Because he's right, and the other part of it, the only chance she has is to get away from you as far as possible and get a professional yeah, let's, manager. Let's, let's backtrack. Let's and backtrack. You know, she's not. She's not a commodity. She's your daughter. You're not gonna. You're let's, not, let's, not, let's, you're not gonna pull a percentage no off of her. I mean, I'm about. You don't yeah, have smart enough not to do that, dude. It's ridiculous. Stop it. You're you sound horrible. I'm gonna be ridiculous. You think I'm some? I ain't no broke nigga from the project. I came up with money, so I know about money. So what are you wow. talking about, Ralph? You're a mess, man. I had a maid upstairs and downstairs. All right, all right I'm not thank you. Nigga from the project. Good, good luck Dude, with I your daughter. daughter good luck to your daughter with you. And um, I, I let, bought a pair listen. of Mephistos yesterday. How would I bought a pair of Mephistos? Your daughter has. Who your daughter I? has. Your daughter has what talent. About? She sounds like a lovely girl. But he gonna call up and talk about oh, there's a whole bunch of shit. We know that nigga. We we ain't nobody say she's extraordinary. I just thought she had a voice, and then uh, she the has a nice is, voice. He's, you're absolutely head. right. All right, thank you. All right, enough of this. Oh, enough, enough. Yeah. Come on, come on. What are we talking about? I'm. So you know what? I'm getting a picture of Meghan Markle's dad. Like your his daughter will go off and become a big success, and he'll always give the wrong interview. <laughs> That's what we're going to see. He'll always be in the tabloids making her look bad. Robin, uh, I'm excited to tell you on another topic that we called a swap shop show inviting people to um, a COVID's COVID's over sword party. This is the silliest call. A COVID's over sword party. You know what a sword fight is when two guys get together and have a sword fight? Yes. You know when two guys rub their penises together and they call it a sword fight? Yes. But what does so, COVID have to do with it? Could there celeb- There's a party going on. Listen to me. There's a party going on, and they called Swap Shop to invite everyone to the sword party. Oh, okay. But you, you've been talking to King of All Blacks for too long. You can't explain anything anymore. We invited people to a COVID's <laughs> over sword fight party. Here you I go. I now. COVID is over. Yes. Sword fight party. They- Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're making me work hard. It was like here. COVID's over sword fight party. What? Right. That's right. <laughs> swap shop time. Hello, what you got for the swap shop? Good morning. Well, hello there, handsome. What are you up to? Hey there, doing the swap shop today. Wonderful. Well, now that COVID lockdowns are over, me and my buddy... Hi there, sweetie. ...are having a little shindig to celebrate that I'd like to announce on the swap shop. Well, we got it managed. We'll have to, you know, watch things on through the summer and the fall. And But, hey, we got to get on the go and get people vaccinated. Well, cause... us and the boys at our party are all vaccinated, so come on out to our COVID's over sword fight party. Okay, well, what's the telephone number where someone can call to find out more about uh, the uh, celebration you want to have? Well, we're having it right now. Can you hear that in the background? Right, the telephone number we need so someone can call you to find out more about uh, your celebration. Uh, no need to call, just swing on by. Have you had a two-dose two regimen or the Johnson & Johnson? We have the two-dose, but don't worry, there's going to be plenty of Johnsons 
at this sword fighting party, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, well, good, and that'll that'll keep you protected and hope all these others, too. So. Oh, oh, hold on one second. A match is starting. Okay. Coming into the ring with a girth of seven inches, it's hey. Rocky Balboner. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and his opponent, Rowdy Rowdy Pecker. <laughs> Let's get ready to sword fight. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, thanks for calling, encouraging everybody to get the vaccine, and uh, hopefully you'll have some fun um, celebrating then and other celebrations to come as we move through this. We'll leave it at that. That's a very unusual call, plus um, circumstance on that. Okay, it's Tuesday Swap Shop. Good morning. What you got to the Swap Shop? Hello. What's going on, brother? Doing the Swap Shop today. Well, brother, this is the incredible hulking wiener. Can you share the address for that sword fight? Not shared. And which type of sword fight is it? Cut or uncut? I don't know which one it would uh, uh, be or that it matters at all. Well, are you headed over to the sword fight, huh? No, we're doing the doing the swap shop. Not making any plans for any activities. What's your telephone number? Well, what you gonna do when the incredible hulking wiener bones down on you? Oh, uh. Uh, uh, I just sick. Uh, the <laughs> Tuesday Swap Shops uh, finished. Killed the whole show. When they start playing that music, it's seriously over. When I hear that banjo music, I think <laughs> autism sometimes, but what do I know? <laughs> By the way, the guy who wrote, speaking of banjo music, um, the guy who wrote, I think maybe we mentioned this, but maybe not, who wrote the theme from Deliverance, you know, the dueling banjos? Yes, yes, yes. I think he died uh, last week. Oh, I hope I have that right. I think I read that. All good people are going. All, you know, and when he recorded it, you think it's two, you think these are two banjo players because you saw it in the movie, but it's really just one guy. He's done all of this himself? Yes, and he wow. he actually didn't write the song, but I think on the soundtrack album they accidentally credited him with it, and the guy who wrote it ended up like suing or something. It was a whole ruhaha. How'd they mess that up? I don't know, but everyone from Deliverance is dying. Ned Beatty, who got you know raped in the woods by a dude, or Reynolds is gone. This guy, what's the guy's name, Fred? You would know. Who's the guy who performed The only this? name I can think of is Eric Weisberg. That's it. Good man. He wrote Eric it Weisberg. or he played it? He played it. And then yeah, he got... I didn't know there was just one guy playing both parts. I always thought there was two guys and Eric Weisberg was playing the guitar. So that's, that's very oh. impressive. Well, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Fred's making me doubt my own story. Uh, uh, you might be oh, right. Oh, Fred's I, correct. I just never knew. Fred's correct. I just got no. What is he correct about? He said a lot. That Eric Weisberg played the guitar and someone else played the banjo. I thought he played both parts. Don't listen to me. Go ahead, John. Listen to John. He'll know the whole story. It's a little confusing. So Eric Weisberg arranged the track. Steve Mandel played the banjo on it. And Mandel also played guitar, but Weisberg is credited alone with the single. See, I'm not crazy. I told you it's confusing. It is. I still am not straight. Hit him with the high. 
But he died at 80 from uh, Alzheimer's, and he did win a Grammy for doing that. Right. And wasn't he on the soundtrack credited as the author of the song, and then it turned out he wasn't, but it wasn't his fault? Eh, don't worry about it. Cares. Anyway, everyone from Deliverance is almost dead. Uh, although John Voight is still... Wasn't John Voight in Deliverance? Maybe yeah, he wasn't. I think. He, no, was. he was. I don't know. He, he was, right? He was. They were He's still alive, but he has... Purdy mouth. Right. They wanted to violate his purdy yeah. mouth. After they raped, uh, you know... Ned Beatty. Ned. Ned Beatty. They were just about to stick something in uh, his mouth, and that's when Bert came out of the water and shot him in the back with the arrow. Right. I gotta look at that movie again. I haven't seen it in a long time. I've forgotten these parts. I've seen John Voight in the news, a wonderful actor, but there is weird shit coming out of his mouth. So uh, Oh, he's he's incredible. You know, I like the John Voight who used to give his daughter messages um on Entertainment the television. Tonight. Yeah. Not <laughs> not the guy who talks. The fun John Voight. Yeah. <laughs> um Oh, I have an update on High Pitch Arc, but let a couple of people get in here. Here's Chris. Chris, go ahead in New York. Hi. What's going on, guys? Um, Robin, I want to ask you for a favor. I'm, um, I'm not really going to have a great summer, but I would like to know if it's possible if I can come on your boat. And as um, a thank you, I can perform Congolese to you every night. And Congolese? Perform, you know, maybe come perform, perform what? Congolese. I will Kinda be leaves. going down on her. Yes. Oh, that's. A... I'll be. I'll be going down on her until <laughs> she climaxes every night, and she does not have to touch me. First of all, say that word again. Congolese. Congolese. Yes, Congolese. How do you spell that? I'm not too smart. I don't know. Oh, you're smart enough. Well, you're, you're what it's if you're going to perform it, you should spell it. Um, okay, let's try it. C U N G L I G. Uh, nah, fuck it out. I have no clue how to spell it. Sorry. All right. So you're, but, you're, you're, you're offering Robin Cunnilingus on her boat this summer as a yes. thank you for the years of entertainment. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And she does not have to touch me. I. You can just go down on there so she climaxes every night. Robin, there's an offer on the table. I'll put it out to you straightforward. This is a well, guy. I mean, I, it's an interesting offer, Howard. You don't have to I do don't anything. Know why it's like, this man thinks I want that. Why not? Why, why, why wouldn't you want that? The guy <laughs> is going to perform Conalias on you, <laughs> on your boat. Yeah, Congolese. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is spread your legs. He'll do, take care of the rest. Yeah, that's it. So you got to do. And uh, that's a hell of an offer. <laughs> I, I don't know what's in it for him. Are you going to be jerking off while you eat Robin out? If she allows me to spank one out on her breast, I'll be very grateful. But I'm um, just grateful enough to be in her presence. Would you be open to this no. guy getting an erection and jerking himself off and coming on your chest <laughs> while he's while he's eating you out? Would you be open to maybe that possibility? Uh, you know, he take he doesn't take into account that I have to spend time with him. 
See, it's not just he. I don't have to touch him. No, nope. no, he's there. You got it wrong. He's gonna come on the boat. He's gonna <laughs> go down on yep. you and leave. Are you gonna leave right away, right, Chris? If she wants me to swim back to shore, I will. Right. <laughs> I, I was I thinking be, she I could. Will be her, I will be everything she wants me to be. I will be her little white sugar daddy. <laughs> are you are you vaccinated, sir? Yes, I am. All right. Oh, Do you well, mind who he's jumped? <laughs> Do you mind if Robin's uh, captain, Captain Dennis, is driving the boat and watching while you're going down on her? Um, as long as he doesn't stick a finger in my ass, I'm good with it. Right. By the way, can I uh, see our... a picture of this man? That might have uh, an effect. Oh. Um, oh, now you're worried about what he sure. looks like. What if I told you he looks like the Elephant Man? Would that matter? Well, Who do you too. look like, Chris, yeah. that is famous? Do you look like George Clooney or Brad Pitt? I mean, who do you look like? Oh, no, neither one of those. I, I get Vin Diesel a little bit. Um, oh. oh. Pretty much about it. You know? Very muscular. Uh, he looks like Vin Diesel. Are you Diesel. muscular or just have a bald head? What is the deal? <laughs> no, I do have a shaved head and I'm muscular, yes. Oh, you are muscular. Oh. Yes. And by the way... Uh, well, listen, it's an attractive offer to have Vin Diesel going down on Robin without any, without having to put in any effort. I think That's almost love it. worth it just to get a picture of that. I admire your gumption, Chris. I like the way you say to Robin, look, I'm laying it out for you. And I think Chris, he sounds like a bright guy to me, even though he has trouble with the word conolingus, because what he knows, as every man knows, he knows once you take your pants off and he starts eating you, there's a good opportunity that you might get all worked up and let him put his penis inside of you. Am I correct, Chris? I, I mean, let's let's be uh, real. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Right. I, I'll I'll even lick, you know, around the hole in the hole wherever she wherever she likes. I am Which hole are you referring to? You talk about her anus. Oh, um, both holes. Yes. Oh, Robin. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. Full coverage is what he's talking yeah. about. You know, oddly enough, I was going to say this. I didn't even know. I don't know why the government's involved in this, but they just, this is for real. They just issued a statement, Chris. You'll be interested in this, that because of the COVID uh, situation, the New York City Department of Health released updates to their COVID-19 sex guide, and they now have deemed that rimming uh, the anus does not spread COVID-19. The virus is... Uh, in the feces even the it, virus doesn't want to go there <laughs> no the health department says the risk of spreading the virus through feces and for you chris that means poo poo duty yes i, yeah. I do i guess thank you i, I yeah. really don't want to thank you the risk is low i don't know why the government what? is uh issuing statements on this i, I personally i think uh, I somebody must be asking Right. Somebody's asking, researchers needed to know if the virus can spread through sexual activities involving oral contact with feces, such as rimming, and the government has determined that rimming does not cause COVID-19. Well, that, that's so, super. I mean, you know, so we, oh, Robin, you and I are good. So I think... Uh, uh, did he really no. think this offer would get uh, approval? You're you want to know something? Well, it's not the craziest idea. Speaking to you like a gentleman, I mean, right. I I think that I, I love think it. that we will have a very good time, and you will have a spectacular time, and I I'll will tell you make what. you climax very, you know, pretty much all day, all night, as much as you want. 
How can what you if guarantee I was... that? See, he wants to hang out all day and all that. night. No, he's going to stay no, there until no, he gets no, you off. No, 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 no. If you would like me, <laughs> he's going to lick you for hours because if you're a difficult customer, he's not giving up. He's going to lick oh, you for hours. My God. Robin, I am like Captain America. I could do it all day. That's what I'm there afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> that it'll take all day. You know what, Robin? This guy is a gentleman. I'll tell you, I like him. I like his attitude. And I'll tell you what, if I was single, and one of the women in our audience said, Howard, listen, <laughs> I'm going to come on your boat and blow you. I don't have a boat, but if I had a boat, I'm going to come on your boat and blow you and then leave. I would consider it. I would. I well, think that was very how, lovely. You just had this long-range conversation with a woman who calls herself a sugar baby. And yeah. you were very upset that she would be open to having sex with people she did not care for right, or right. or have any connection to at all. And yeah, I up. have always been a connection person. I see. All right, fair there enough. There has to be something. Robin, you feel no connection between us? <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I love you, Chris. Well, let him rim you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris. Robin, you, you tried no, I don't you want you rimming me. I, I wouldn't. No, I don't want you. You took your shot. It didn't work, Chris. Smart move, though. I love it. And don't don't give up the fight. Okay, pal. Thank you. What fight? <laughs> You're putting up a fight, Mike. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hey now, Howard. Yeah. Hey now. I mean, Chris. I, I wish I could have that job that Chris is going to get. What a what a sure. fantasy to be with Robin, fulfilling every need. Uh, so, I think it's really terrible. I mean, King has been. King of all blacks, uh, Lawrence, Larry the garbage man, uh, he's been uh, living off his parents and his dad's accolades his whole life, and now his first plan is to get his daughter famous and then get as much as he can out of her and have her take care of him. And is he ever going to take care of himself? Interesting. It's a, it's a, uh, it is disturbing. I, I, I agree with you on that, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, that's an interesting connection, that he was always taken care of by his parents. And now he had children, so they can take care of him. It doesn't yes, ever Pamela. go further than King. It's always taking care of King. Yeah, the parents and the children will take care of the King. <laughs> uh, that's why he's a King. Yes, Pamela. Yeah, talk about transactional. Everything for this guy is a commodity. He's got the Moet faucet, the Rolex watches with the crown. Now yes, daughters very of, daughter of all blacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very materialistic. Yes, ask Napkinhead. Go ahead. You're on the air. How, um, what I want to say, um, do you believe in space aliens? It's all over the news now. By the way, how are you doing? You sound very high to me. I was concerned that you were doing heroin. Uh, are you on heroin now? I'm, I'm extremely high. Right. What are you on? On what? No, it's just one. It's just one. I don't mess with the heroin no more. Okay, okay. good Good man. Uh, it's okay with you that it's just wine. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. I mean, who knows? None of it is good, but uh, at least he's not on heroin where he could overdose. What no, time in the morning do you start? What time in the morning do you start drinking? I'm curious. I get up at 2 a.m. and I get prepared for your show. Right. And I'm just, I'm just like partying and shit. Right. And what do you, you drink? Know, I, I drink red, red wine, Franzier. Oh, yeah. You heard of Franzier? Franzier? 
Franzier. <laughs> it's some wine he drinks out of a bottle. I think he, I think he wrote the song Louie Louie because I understand those lyrics about the same I understand what he's talking about. You can get rich, so you don't know Franzier. All right. But hey, any- so what was your question? I, I didn't follow it. I'm sorry. I got a couple questions. Did I ask you about, like, my eyebrows are going like, from my ears? No, you said something my... about space. Yeah, he was asking about space okay. aliens yeah. because they had a big yeah. 60 Minutes piece. Okay. There's this new government you... study. That all, right. all, over the... The, all over the news is space aliens. <laughs> do you think, what do you, I, I want your take on this. Uh, I'm drunk Listen. now. <laughs> I saw all this uh, newly released. I'll give you an answer, Ed, and then you can go back to drinking. Okay. And I don't want to break up your schedule. Believe me, I'm kind of impressed with this ass. You know, this kid gets up at 2 a.m. to get ready to listen to my show. I wish my staff was listening right now. (laughs) Uh, You guys could get up at 2 a.m. too. Thank you for that motivation. I've been doing this for 17 years. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you, Ed. Thank you for being prepared for the show. You know, uh, thank you. Uh, let me answer your question quickly because I have something. I have some updates I want to get to. I have a high pitch Eric update. I have uh, a Sal update. Sure. I saw all of the new released uh, footage and the government study with their um, recommendations or uh, conclusions. Let's say. right. Let me let me. Um, First of all, tell you, when someone calls something an unidentified flying object, it is, in fact, unidentified. It doesn't mean it's from another planet. Many times governments put up satellites. Many times governments put up very different uh, things that we don't know anything about the technology. And you see, it's these little dots on a screen, and everyone gets all worked up. People want to think there are aliens out there. Let me give you the sad truth. And it's boring. It's a boring answer. It's not going to make you happy. None of that is a a little man from another planet. You got it? It's nothing. No, I don't get it, because how do you deny the physics? I'll tell you the physics. (laughs) You don't know physics, and I don't know physics. But I've heard experts. I've no, you don't. The 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 experts uh, look at this stuff, and while they don't have explanations for everything, because we don't know what secret things China has, Russia has, numerous countries who launch things. But there's no little. You're disappointed. Is ahead of us, and Russia's ahead of us. Listen to me. It's not that they're ahead of us. There is technology up in space, up in the sky, that we don't know about, is my point. My dear Howard, these people are seeing these things from planes, so don't talk about space. No, that's fine. I've talked to experts about this. I know everybody wants to get excited and think we're in a Rod Serling movie. And they're all excited about that they're going to come down from another planet and give us superpowers or something. Here's the or sad Ada, truth. Of, the the, here's the sad truth of the universe. We're alone. This is a huge accident. What happened here on Earth is a miracle. We're near a sun, a star. 
and it happens to be that we are orbiting through space. We have very little understanding of it. It was a cosmic boom. There's no other people coming to visit us. We're alone. And if there were people, let's imagine what uh, this this guy who's high right now is imagining. If there were people from another planet. What? The great Rush Limbaugh. You could put him back on the planet. And he explained it. He, even though I'm not religious and shit, but he explained. There are no aliens in space. Even the report concluded that these are not from outer space. That's right. You saw the same report I did. Yes. And how do you explain chariots? I'm going to explain chariots. I'm going to. Yeah. Are you are you laying on your phone at this point? <laughs> like a, like a, I picture a guy who's barely his mouth near the phone. But here's the thing. When aliens do visit us, if there was the outside chance, I'll give you a one in a, ga- a, a gazillion. There's no aliens, but let's say they visited. They ain't showing up as a little dot on a screen. It means they're able to travel light years. They're so advanced that they would come here and they wouldn't be hiding in the clouds observing us. Listen listen to me. Let's say we get advanced technologically to the point that we could go to other faraway planets. What do you think we're going to do, hide in space? No, we're going to land on the planet. And if there's life there, we're going to say hello. Take me to your leader. I mean, just say this, Howard... Because you're sixty something years old, where do you think you'll be in thirty years? I'll be dead. I'm gone. Yeah, no more. Gone. Nothing left of me. I'm here. It's a it's a cosmic accident that I'm here. Where does you're going he think nowhere. you'll be in thirty years? What are you talking about? I think you'll be in heaven. Heaven. Uh, sadly, yeah. I, listen. I hope. I hope your delusion is correct because uh, it's a lot. Oh, I don't. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be own, with all these people I've already been with. <laughs> looking at, looking at all of the world and the way it exists. I get it. I get it. I get it. Let Do you think a worm you. goes to heaven, Ed? The worms? Why? Why shouldn't a worm go? The worms in They're your ass when they thing. die. Yeah. No, you got, I, I'm with you. I think I agree with you. I think you right. just. I hope I'm wrong. Around. I hope you're right. Thank you, Ed. I gotta go. I want to talk about some other things. So you're, you've these. been enjoying these people so much, you want to spend eternity with them, Howard. I would <laughs> very like to go bad to decision. <laughs> I would like to be with God and go to heaven. I watch the. But uh, he's show. got all these other bozos around him. No. They're not going to heaven. They're like worms. They ain't going anywhere. Someone of my intellect will be going to heaven. But, you know, look, uh, this is what people need to believe. I get it. You know, it's a funny thing. Um, It's like we can't believe this consciousness of ours just goes away. That somehow it goes into the ether and we see all and know all. And you know what? I've had a pretty good life. I would like it to keep going. I would like to for it to go on for eternity. I would like to be a vampire. I would love to be a vampire. My fantasy is to be a vampire and and live forever and see everything. I can't. I, w- I can't imagine what the things I would see. But unfortunately, you would, that's you it. wouldn't mind killing people and drinking their blood in order no. to have this. 
uh, I would be, in eternity? I would kill bad people. <laughs> so there would be. I would rid the planet of animals. I mean, when I say animals, I mean types. I would drink their blood. I we would be a good vampire. That. I would love a few vampires that were up to that. Right. To me, uh, if I was a vampire, all of you would be like a chicken. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I would eat you all. I saw the greatest vampire movie this weekend with Lucy Liu. Yeah. And uh, she got turned into a vampire and she didn't like it. So her, she went around killing all the vampires who turned her into a vampire. And then she oh. asked somebody to kill her. I would and never do that. And the worst thing was she was, you know, when she had to drink from somebody, she was just miserable. Well, they, 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 this vampire is going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Let me um, let me uh, do this uh, little break and then I'll come back and I'll give you uh, some sort of update. Let me see how much I can get to. But first. Very beautiful Adele, singing from our hearts, someone like you, for your listening pleasure. like her only hit song? I mean, no, 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 no. Oh, the other one is like, I'm hurt. Right? Why doesn't she write a new song? I never understand. What'd you say? I said she's probably working on an album now. Better be. Stay away, I couldn't fight it. I had hoped you'd see my face and that you'd be reminded that for me. I'm always amazed by that. That like people have these hit albums and, Never mind, and that's I'll it. Find no, no, she's had a lot of hits. You just don't yeah. know it now. Rolling in the deep, I know. That one. Uh hello, the one I covered. Oh hello, right. <laughs> That's true. That's three. Someone like you. Hello. Or, uh, there's the one. I hope you treat the. It's something about treating the glad the next love better than you treated me or something. She's got a lot of hits. What about um, rolling in the deep? Did you? What about, did you? Yeah, that, that was. The, yeah. yeah. And, but then there was that first one. Oh, did you mention? Um, you haven't even mentioned her first hit. Someone like you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me give you this update before the uh, show ends. We don't want to run out of time here because we're on a very strict time budget. Um, you know, one of the questions that we've always had on the show, and we try to we try to answer these questions for you because you're loyal listeners and you're Sirius XM subscribers. Excuse me, Sirius XM Pandora Stitcher subscribers. <laughs> Company has a great name. Uh, this the longest they 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 did a study. This is the longest name in the history of companies: Sirius <laughs> XM, Pandora, Stitcher, and various other. Uh, it's the only company I know that usually companies after they have four or five things, they just name it one thing, and right. it's all in like the, Alphabet. Yeah. they own a right. lot of stuff, but you don't have to say all of the names. We are proud of everything we acquire <laughs> at this company. We want you to know we own it. But yeah. 
It's like, guess what else we bought? Stitcher, whatever that is. <laughs> I think uh, Yiddish is easier to pronounce than our, our company name. <laughs> Just rolls right off the tongue. Anyway, um, we try to answer questions for you because uh, one of the things Robin and I have always tried to figure out is high pitch Eric's sexuality. He talks about jerking off to guys, but he wants to be in a porn with a woman and blah, 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 blah. So whenever um, we've heard him most passionate, though, it's about a guy. So Sal made a Sal decided he was going to figure this out. I mean, you know, this is what Sal's good at. Sal revealed to us that high pitch Eric no longer desires women. He jerks off exclusively to Donnie Wahlberg while watching Blue Buds. I have it on tape. Here's Eric's explanation. Take a listen. This is finally a, a conclusion to uh, this very, very often asked question. When's the last time you masturbated? I haven't in a long time. Blue Buds has been a repeat, so I haven't done it in a long time. So yeah. you're going to wait for a new episode? Yeah. The season finale is going to be two hours. When do you plan to jerk off to the season finale? Yes. What type of scene gets you aroused? When he's interrogating people. And that gets you hard? Yes. Any women get you hard or will get you off or just Donnie? Uh, just, just Donnie. So you have no desire for women? Uh, no. There it is. Wow. Can you imagine that your sexuality is tied to a TV show? And you can't jerk off to even repeat. You have to no. see new episodes. Well, it's weird because it's very old school. I know when I started masturbating, I would wait for <laughs> Gilligan's Island to come on the TV, and my family had to be out of the house. I mean, you really had to time it out. You know, you had the rabbit ears, the whole thing. And high pitch is like old school. Like, he waits for it. Like, you know, you could probably go on the internet and get scenes from Blue Bloods, but. Absolutely. No. no, he's got it. I mean, I can't imagine what's going to happen during that two-hour finale. I guess the TV is just going to be covered. <laughs> it's sort of, it, well, Well, you, if you want to hear more, you, you're not far off in your assumption. Uh, uh, Sal followed up with high pitch to see if he jerked off to the season finale. Okay. And, uh, and here you go. Okay, Eric, so the season finale of Blue Bloods happened. Did you end up jerking off to Donnie? Yes. And how was it? Amazing. And how was your load? Huge. And, like, towards the end, I was like, I wanted to wear a pair of shorts and a T-shirt. And then I put a package of baby wipes next to me. So when they had that dinner scene, I put my shorts down and I, and I blew a load during the dinner scene. And what were you thinking of? I was thinking of him feeding me. He was, the- he was thinking of dinner. That's what right. it, that's he Right. He says he's thinking of him feeding him. Yeah, right. <laughs> He was jerking me off. In my fantasy, I pulled right over his hands while he jerked me off. And then what did he do with the load on his hands? He wiped it all over his face. Ugh. By the way, I, 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 this scene, I can play it for you. There's nothing sexual in this dinner scene. I mean, what is he jerking off to? He's such a weirdo. Like, 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 it's like a... Yeah, that time that you didn't show up for dinner. Yeah. yeah. When you bailed on us. Stood us up, you know. Sean, he cried his eyes out. I did not. You yes, you did. Him. You know what I mean? It's guys he did. Well, I guess we all did in our own way. Yeah. Seems he's turned on by small talk and utensils clicking. I think food has to be in the scene. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> so Sally asked High Pitch when he plans to jerk off next. 
And as usual, it made no sense. And then High Pitch made a horrible revelation on where he would do it. Oh. It's just all gross, but you should know. So, Eric, now that the blue blood season is over, are you going to wait until September to jerk off again? No, I'm going to bring my truck to the beach, and hopefully I'll see nice girls on the beach. Oh, so you'll jerk off in your truck while you look at girls at the beach? Yeah. I don't know if that's legal. Well, if I do it in my truck, it's legal, not outside. Now, Eric, you just said to me, though, that you no longer care for women. Will you, will no, you... I, I, well, I do like women, but like hot women. So if there was a hot woman on the beach and Donnie Wahlberg on the beach, which one would you jerk off to? Donnie would have to be the one. If he really showed up on the beach, yes, absolutely. So it's confusing, and yes, oh, masturbating boy. in public is a sex crime. He uh, doesn't think, he... think his truck is in public. No. Uh, I could play a really disturbing. So I'll play this for you. It's really gross, though. If you're eating, you might want to stop. Um, Chris Wilde. What beach is that? So everybody can avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go there? No. Chris Wilding. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm debating whether to play this what? for you. Why? Is it that bad? Chris Wilding spoke with Eric after Sal's interview. Uh, and Chris was Eric's man crush for a while. They've been fighting over a bunch of things recently. Chris wanted to make it up to him. Here we go. Hey, Eric. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good. I, I, I feel bad we haven't really talked for a long time. You know, I'd really, really like to make it up to you. And say I'm sorry. How do, you, how do you want to make it up? I mean, would you be into a little makeup sex over the phone? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> give me a ride home. You give me a hand job. What if I wanted to give you more than a hand job? You, you can blow me. So you'd be in the truck driving, and I'd have your cock in my mouth. Yeah, you can blow me, mm. and then you'll have then you'll have, like twinkie cream all over you. Then I'd have what? Twinkie cream all over you. What's Twinkie cream? Come all over you. Hmm. Yeah, there. I think he's dreaming about Twinkies. Yeah, maybe that's why he likes cock because it looks like a Twinkie. Oh, here, this is good for you, Robin. It's Jones Beach. Eric told us he likes to go to Jones Beach to make. Oh, great! Everybody, yeah, stay away so from know. Jones Beach. They'll have a an yeah. incredible drop in attendance this summer. Yeah, go to Point Lookout. Much more exclusive. <laughs> uh, Eric got more and more aggressive, started face-fucking Chris over the phone. Do you want to hear that? Sure. Sure. Oh, oh my God, face-fuck me, Eric. I'm face-fucking you now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I want to lick your folds and then go all the way back down to your cock. Oh. You are, my cock is in your mouth and it's going deep inside. Tell me I just suck. finished in your fucking mouth. Oh, tell me to swallow your greasy load. Swallow my greasy fucking twinkie load. You're a little <laughs> fucking pig, you fucking pig. Let me hear you swallow it right now. Mm, mm. Slap your dick in my face. I just, I just spanked you with my fucking dick, dick in your mouth. Mm. Oh my god. Some <laughs> of horrible phone sex ever. Ask you. I mean, I don't. It just boggles the mind. Why is he right. so angry? 
Why do you get so angry when you face fucking Chris? Because I, because Chris told me to get angry with him. Oh, right. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Howard, I have a bullet to pick with Chris, too. All right, before you do that, though, i got to play Robin the last clip, because she'll love this. So, well, Robin, as you know... Well, Robin's dull. Robin's dull. What do you expect from her? Robin's what? He thinks you're a slow adult. Right, yeah. But sometimes, sometimes you can't comprehend what you play. I sometimes <laughs> can't comprehend you. Well, sometimes you can't comprehend what Howard plays. I know. You, you said that already. All right. Speaking All right, you two. Uh, you two bright uh, adults. Uh, stop uh, it. Pay, pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. F you. Eric, we found out. Robin, pay attention. Eric, <laughs> Eric doesn't. Uh, like a Wolfie who works for us. He doesn't want right. to talk to Wolfie. So at the end of the conversation, Chris threw Eric a curveball. While they were having phone sex, he brought in a special guest, and it was Wolfie. Oh. So here's an exclusive. So he, listen to this. So, like, imagine you and I are sucking Donnie's hawk, and then all of a sudden we hear something behind us under the table, and there's someone else there. And who is it? Wolfie. No, he's not my type. Hang on, I, I think I can bring him in right now. No. Hi, pitch. It's Wolfie, yes. and this conversation yes. is making me rock hard. Well, I just became unhard. But it would make it would turn me. Do it as a favor to me. It would turn me on. Well, you can fuck Wolfie in the ass, and I'll come all over Wolfie's fucking face. Give it to me, Eric. Give me your jizz. Come on. My jizz just came all over your fucking face. It's fucking dripping down, Eric. I feel it. Yeah, you're fucking gay, right? I spit that fucking ass of yours, you fucking gay motherfucker. Tear me fucking open, Eric. And, and Wolfie, I just pissed in your fucking mouth, too. Mm. And Wild, Chris Wilding just took a shit in your fucking mouth, Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah, I'm shitting right now. Here I go. Oh, right in your mouth, Wolfie. You want to shower you with my hot cum? Give it to me. I just did, bitch. Uh-huh. Wolfie, slap your cock right now. All right, here it goes. It's really fucking hard. Oh, Wolfie, you are gay. Yeah, you're really That's gay. Right. Yeah, Wolfie's gay. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, everybody. Oh, uh, my God. That is wrong in so many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, why do you put, like, you you obviously are gay, but why do you tell Wolfie like he's gay, like it's a bad like thing? Like it's a bad thing. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Because because he participated in that in that scene. So he's gay. Right, but you you say it like he's he's a criminal. Well, I don't you know. I don't know why you said it like that. You said it like it was a put down. I I don't think it was a put down. Oh, okay. Oh, All you're right. calling him, you know, you fucking gay and Right. You're so gay like you're not doing a gay act. Well, well, listen, I was having fun. Hey, <laughs> by the way, thank you for having uh, sex with Wolfie. I know you were uptight about him, but you could see he's he's a good guy. He had he let so you come on the So now are they stage. friends? Are you guys friends now? Oh, well, Yo, I'm trying to adjust. Right. Okay. That's fair enough. Good man. Good man. Well, Eric, so, uh... I a, yes. I have, a, I have a bone to pick with Chris Wilder. Okay. 
So when I was when I was on the phone with Chris, Chris said it was his birthday this weekend, this past mm-hmm. weekend. That's right. Now Chris said, Chris said, if, Chris said he would invite me to his birthday. Right. And did Chris did Chris message me about coming? No. He he never responded back to me. Chris, did you lie to uh, high pitch and say you'd invite him to your birthday party and then go back on it? Because I don't like you doing that. Well, I didn't. No, I didn't lie. I I don't know how to reach oh, Eric yes, anymore. You, you blocked me on social media, Eric. I unblocked you. I unblocked you before that. I didn't know that. I haven't I spoken to you on you. social media in a long time. I feel like you ghosted Eric. Uh, no, a, you did. You did. I mean, Eric no. was all set for a party. First of all, I, I didn't even really have anything organized. I did something last minute, and I don't know how to contact. What did you do for your birthday? You. Did you do something gay that Eric could have been a bit a part of? <laughs> I wasn't gay. I don't know. We went. Uh, we went to a boat for drinks. That's kind of gay. Who's I we? Guess, being on a Who's boat. we? That's very uh, me gay, and being on a and boat. Uh, 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 John and Mike who work here behind the scenes. Oh, okay. It was just, it was that very sounds, small, but I, I, Eric, I didn't know you, you, it's very gay. You, <laughs> it's, very gay. <laughs> it's a little, if I'm involved. It's always a little gay. Okay. Yeah. Right. But Eric, you blocked me on social media. I mean, I, you know, I told you not to do that. Yeah, but you're, yeah, you, you're well, not you weren't going to invite you, Eric. You, you, you cut the bullshit, Chris. Yeah. You, you've always been honest. Stop it. <laughs> you're torturing this man. He's a, a fellow gay. I mean, why are you torturing him? <laughs> I don't know that he is. I mean, he was calling Wolfie a gay motherfucker. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said you were going to Sesame Street Live, and you you never went with me. Well, Eric, there was a pandemic. I mean, thank God, but there was a pandemic, and and I didn't. I wasn't leaving the house. Well, okay. Listen. So when if Ses- when if Sesame Street Live comes back this year, will you go with me? I think that would be very unusual to, for two. This is really childish and and gay. Let me speak to um, Low Pitch, who likes women. Hello, Low Pitch. Hello, Howard. How are you? What do you think of uh, uh, Chris and uh, all these gay antics? Uh, I I like uh, when you go to the beach and uh, masturbate to women. <laughs> I don't like when Chris takes advantage of high pitch. I fucking hate that. You do not taking advantage of high pitch. Yes, you are. You better fucking stop, Chris. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Well, you're not having fun over the phone when we're having phone sex. There's a low pitch you're talking to. Uh, well, well, high, I, pitch, I, is high pitch there. Yes, it's a, um, it's high pitch, Howard. <laughs> yes, are you having fun? When you have sex with Chris? Yes, I'm having fun to have sex with Chris, yes. All right. So you're like my sugar baby. Why do you want to go with Chris to Sesame Street Live? Don't you want to get him in a room and, and, and rim job because him and I, stuff? Because I love I love Big Bird. I love Cookie Monster. I love Oscar the Grouch. Right. Well, nothing wrong with that. Why don't you go with him? I think low pitch is more my type. He sounds a little more manly, to be honest. Low pitch. Do you think high pitch is gay? No, I don't think high pitch is gay. High pitch is Donnie Wahlberg. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's gay. There's nothing wrong with being gay, but he sounds gay to me. High pitch is not gay. Come on. High pitch loves women, too. I've hung out with high pitch. 
All right. Uh, but well, how can he, then he's by? Is that what you're saying, Low Pitch? No, I mean, I've hung out with high pitch. I mean, high pitch gets so many laugh dances. High pitch gets so many laugh dances at strip clubs. I mean, he's he's had sex with so many women. I would never. Gay is the worst thing you can be, Robin. It it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're not gay. Low pitch. Would you have sex with Donnie Wahlberg? No way. I'm not gay. Right. Right. You hear that high pitch? Low pitch isn't gay. Yes, I heard. Yes, I heard. Low pitch. Do you think that Eric should just come out of the closet and be full-time gay and have fun gay sex? No, I mean, it's up to high pitch. I mean, I know he's saying he's not gay, and I believe what he's saying. I see. By the way, you heard uh, that that uh, phone thing with Wolfie and Chris and High Pitch. I mean, listen, he's a team player. He's doing it for the show. Ah. yeah. High Pitch, is that true? You're just having gay sex for the show? Yes. Uh, (laughs) He's gay for pay. So you don't really love Donnie Wahlberg? It's all a lie. Well, I do love Donnie Wahlberg because Donnie is my squeeze, my main squeeze. Yeah, and also you know, uh, uh, this is so silly. By the way, I'm going to make you drink. I'll tell you what, let me end the show on a high note for you, Eric. On our phone is Elmo from Sesame Street. Would you like (laughs) to speak to him? Oh, my God, yeah. All right, here you go. Oh, I hung up on high pitch. Oh, oh, yeah. oh no. This is Elmo. I want to talk to high pitch. Please <laughs> All right, I'll get him back. Hold on, Thank Elmo. I'll... Warning. I'll hold on. I'm just jerking my red cock. I'm... All right, hold on, hold on. I'll get you on high, with high pitch. I want to hear you guys. Please come. It's exciting. Elmo's so horny. Maybe after 40 years in radio, I'll learn how to work the phone. And then we could, we would, <laughs> I hung up. I, can somebody get him back up on the phone? Hey, you stuck with Elmo. Don't come yet. We're getting Eric back. He's edging. Here, I'll tell you what. I'll play a, I'll play a fake commercial for the high pitch, low pitch album while we're waiting for him to get back on. Hold on. Hold on, Elmo. Hold on, Elmo. Okay, oh, Elmo, calm down. All right. Almost dead. Not since the captain and Tennille has a duo taken the world by storm. K-Tail Records presents duets with high pitch and low pitch Eric. Come, baby, Eric. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you. The voice of two angels, the sounds of two songbirds, and the ass of two elephants. You say potato. I say potato. You say tomato. I say tomato. Potato. Potato. Tomato. Tomato. Let's call the whole thing. Duets with high pitch and low pitch Eric. Babe. Not sold anywhere. I got you, babe. Because shit is free. I got you, babe. Shit is free. All right. High pitch, you're back. I got you, High pitch. On our phone is Elmo from Sesame Street. Go ahead. Okay. 
Hi, it's me, Elmo. Hi, bitch. How are you? I love, I love, I love you, Elmo. I, I love you. Hi, bitch. Can Elmo eat your asshole out, please? No, I don't let. I don't. I don't. I don't let no one do that to me. Oh, please. Hey, hi, bitch. Will, will you suck Elmo's red penis, please? It's so hard, my penis. No, but you can jerk me off. I'll blow a load all over your red face. Oh, Elmo can jerk high pitch off. Oh, yeah, I want to taste all your cum. <laughs> Eat it all. Your, your cum tastes like gravy, high pitch. <laughs> not, not, not gravy, it tastes like Twinkies. Oh, high pitch, can you fart in Elmo's ass? <laughs> No, I, I can't do that on command, no. No. Can can me and you go to Chinese buffet together, please? Is this the Mexican no, I Elmo? I mean, I don't uh, know. What? Detect a bit of an accent. Uh, yeah. yeah I mean, we got weird. the American no. Elmo, or is this <laughs> no. the, you know, I don't Mexican do buffet. Elmo? I don't do, buff- I don't do buffets anymore. Can Elmo, can Elmo crawl in your ass high pitch? Please. No. I thought Elmo, no. Elmo, I thought you taught kids about numbers and the alphabet and stuff. Like, what are you doing? Listen, I mean, I, this you, is my sidekick. You sound like uh, Elmo from Times Square. <laughs> Elmo's off the clock right now. Elmo wants to come. Elmo wants to come. All right. There's something really Elmo. disturbing about this. I think we're going right, to get sued hyper- by Sesame Street. Hey, Elmo. Uh, go with we're going to avoid a lawsuit so say that. Well, I don't believe that was the real Elmo. Howard. I hope uh, not. Less yeah, than that anyone. Like a fake. Yeah. Yes. So tomorrow I have, I have two things going on. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm, I have a colonoscopy. Okay. And endoscopy tomorrow. So and how do we get here. tickets to that? Yeah, because I envy no, the I... doctor who gets to roll you over <laughs> on your side and stick shit up your ass. I, I can't, I can't imagine. Are you going to bathe before you go there so that the, you don't smell on the operating table? I always do. You do. Okay, good man. Now, have imagine. you ever had a colonoscopy? Absolutely. Had a colonoscopy? Yes. Does it hurt? Does Not it hurt? at all. Is he doing they... the prep? Oh, yes, I'm doing the prep, but I have the bidet toilet. Oh. What? Okay. Do you do you know exactly... What the fuck was on my leg there? Do you um do you know exactly to do the prep the right way? Because I can't imagine, because there's a lot of instructions to follow. Tell me what you're doing. So you, they give you that powder that you have to put in the drinks. Yeah. And you, you, have, to, you have to have that powder... Three, you got to put the three powders in the drink. Right. You have to, then you have, then at night you have to have that uh, the one drink at night before you go to bed. I don't know. So, you know, first of all, you have to avoid solid food for twenty four hours. Do you know that? Yes, I do. You can't eat the whole day. Right. You going to do that? Yes, I can. No. Okay. And then you got to take well, a Ducalax and uh, something else, right? Powder. Yes, that's right. The, right. the powder and that liquid drink. Yeah, and and then you gotta you gotta keep drinking water. You know you know the whole routine, right? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. When is your magic. colonoscopy? It starts at seven thirty tomorrow morning. Okay, so then you're so probably going to start is prep day, right? Today he'll probably start the prep at around three o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. I just started now. 
Okay, good. And you got to you got to shit your brains out for hours. Can your toilet oh, handle that? He has the bidet yeah, toilet. Yeah. He was saying bidet toilet. <laughs> You're going to yeah. shit in the bidet. Yeah, no, what is your toilet up your ass? No, no, no. You're gonna shit in the toilet, and then you're gonna go to the bidet, right? No, he has the bidet toilet. Oh, he has an attachment. Toilet. I bet you on this. I yeah. see. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Yes, I've had a colonoscopy. It's no big deal. And what? And what do they? What do they do at the colonoscopy? What they do is they first of all you're unconscious. You right. Understand. And then they okay. take a camera and they stick it up your ass, which would be unbearable if you were awake. But because you're asleep, you feel nothing. <laughs> you're relaxed. And then when you wake up, you suddenly you're sitting in a chair, although I don't know who the hell is going to lift you into a chair. <laughs> and then you, on your chair, they have like a little pad down on the chair because there's always a little bit of dude, dude juice uh, on that pad. It's pretty gross, but you don't feel any pain or anything. Because after my bidet, I use baby wipes, and I see nothing behind me because my ass is always clean. Good. All right. Well, the doctor's going to appreciate it. you got to do the prep, though, Eric, because if you don't, they when they put the camera in there, there's too much duty, and they can't see yeah, they your... Yeah, can't uh... see anything. So you can't oh, they're gonna be so ha- They're going to be so happy with me. Right. And, and, and by I the way... That. All right. All right. He'll I be have... fine. I have no I have confidence. that, and I have my endoscopy, too, tomorrow at the same time. Oh, wow. You're kidding. They're going to go up your ass and down your throat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like wow. bringing a car in for service. Jesus, I never heard of that. Did it's you hear that, Rob? porn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, touch he's, in the imagine him. Chris, can you imagine him nude on the table, completely oh. nude? There's a camera <laughs> yeah. up, his, up his ass, and there's a big yeah. pipe going down his throat. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting spit-roasted. Like an right. orgy. That's hot. That's gonna be a torture. It's gonna be like I'm being tortured tomorrow. Oh, you'll be well, asleep. You won't. You'll you might asleep. like it. Might make a man out yeah, of you. Chris, my friend Nick is driving me crazy. High voice, Chris, What? Chris, That'll go down. Come, yeah. Chris, you should come with me tomorrow, my friend Nicky. Why would I? Eric, I like you, but why would I want to go to a medical procedure with you? I mean, I think you'll be kind of out of it. All right, listen, this is fascinating. I wish you luck with your uh, colonoscopy high pitch. <laughs> what a first date. No. <laughs> and, uh, you good went luck. from Sesame Street Live to the yeah. uh, colonoscopy endoscopy. What's the odds of well, him having a I clean hope? bill of health? What is the odds of him having a clean bill of health? I mean, he's overweight. He uh, abuses himself. Whoa, it's amazing whoa. to me that he doesn't have more stuff. Right. More stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, I it's amazing for a guy who abuses himself as much as he does. You know what I love? I love that the smartest kid from my high school probably is going to end up sticking pipes up uh, Eric's <laughs> ass and having to take a look at that. You know, it's just, you know, it's so great. <laughs> Howard, I hope, I hope you have a great summer off and I'll speak oh, to you after Labor Day. By the way, that's going to be our big summer cliffhanger. For those of you who are excited. How is endoscopy and colonoscopy going? That's right. We're not going to reveal the results until the fall, and it's going to be wild. We're going to find out what <laughs> was doing in Eric's asshole, and I, mean, I guarantee you there's a big surprise in there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I should, I, I, should, I should let you know how the results were. 
Yeah, absolutely, but not till the fall. Keep it <laughs> off social media. That's going to be our big cliffhanger. It's going to be great, and I know somewhere out there, I, I don't know your doctor, but I'm sure he wishes he didn't work so hard in school. I'm sure he wishes he had flunked a few science classes. <laughs> wishes he was a janitor. Yeah. I hope he has a really big house and a beautiful wife and family. Like, he got something yeah. out of it. It'd be great. Like, you know, he's got his fingernails dirty with all, that, <laughs> all the grit. grit from high-pitch Eric's asshole. Uh, well, let's hope nothing goes wrong. God forbid. I hope you'll be safe. Okay, Eric? You'll be okay. Thank you. I love you. Guys, have a great summer. All right. You, you too. too. There you go. High-pitch Eric. Everybody Bye. loves him. Everybody loves high pitch Eric and his colonoscopy, and we all pray it'll go well. Right, Robin? I thought he was going to announce some uh, appearance, and he comes up with his medical procedures. Well, we wanted to get that on so we could have a summer cliffhanger. There it is. (laughs) Everyone's going to be waiting, you know. All right, David, you got the last word for today. Tomorrow we'll be back, but uh, I got to end the show at some point. Um, also, uh, for those of you who are curious, what about low pitch? He is getting a colonoscopy as well. Really? Yes, low Two pitch. For one deal. <laughs> yeah. Yes, David. In Nebraska. Yes, Howard. Hi. Hi. So my question is, how do you explain Howard Stern, the show, to people who have not seen it or heard of it? And I, I don't that because, well, I mean, my question, well, I mean, say, obviously you're Howard Stern. You don't have to explain the show to people, but for somebody like me who thinks your show is hilarious, how do you tell somebody about ass napkin Ed or the whack pack without looking like a fucking crazy person? Well, um, you know, I don't think you can. I think you just say, you know what, there's this crazy show, and uh, after a while, if you keep listening, you start to know all the different characters. I don't think it's that deep where they need a big backstory. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, right. Or you give them a one sentence. You go, hey, there's this guy high pitch, and he just butt-fucked uh, Elmo, uh, and uh, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right, but, but then they follow up and they ask, well, who's high pitch? And I'm like, well, he's like this big... I guess handicapped person, but they call him a slow adult, and he's part of this pack that's called the yeah. Whack Pack. Right, and you're, you're all doing a bunch fine. Of slow adults. And by the way, we right. have regular programming. Me, like we right. have regular programming me, that like, goes into the. Uh, listen to me. Adult. I'm giving you an answer. We have regular right. programming that describes the history of the show on Howard 101. We, we regularly update people on what's going on who are new listeners. So there you go. Right. You know, um, I usually just say, "Yay, it's a weird show, and yet it takes a while to get into it, so you have to give it time, because there's a lot of right. moving parts and a lot of different characters, but if you hang in there, you'll start to laugh hysterically. I met an elderly person yeah, I had no cool. idea who had no idea who I was, and they said, well, what do you do? I said, I have a radio show. They go, what's it like? I said, well, imagine having a conversation with a slow adult who shits in the woods. And then Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox and Lisa Kudrow show up, and we talk to them for a while. <laughs> Something like that. That kind of describes right. the show. It's constantly evolving. Right. All right, David. You do the best you can. You're my ambassador. I'm appointing you ambassador for the radio show. And please, please 
um, go out there and tell people what the show is and what they can expect. You are in charge of that. Everyone go through David Shooting in Nebraska. In the woods. That's right. Shooting <laughs> in the Woods and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, a bunch of A-listers and mental patients all in under the one roof and uh, we're all together. <laughs> tell them that. Go ahead. Write it down and tell the people. Thank you, David. All right, Robin. We Listen, we've run out of time. I don't know what we did today. Uh, by the way, for, for seriously, for David and anyone else, well, all summer long, we're running a uh, special. It's called Stern Show Summer School. It's hosted by John, Gary, and Rasan, and they are going to go through the whole history of the show. So get your friends to listen to that. Anyone who says, you know what, I feel like I'm jumping into the game too late. I don't understand what's going on. This is going to be a very big special. John or Gary, do you want to come in and tell people what you'll be covering? Yeah, tell, when give can them a, we hear that? Right. This is for anybody who needs a, uh, a, a, a some sort of primer. Is that what it's called? A primer, a primer, primer. or something. A primer. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I mean, every day we'll just be focusing on different aspects of the show. So we might explain who's in the whack pack or we might explain where different phrases on the show come from. But, yeah, it's if you've never heard the show before, it's going to be an excellent chance to catch up and you know, uh, take summer school. So when we come back in September, you'll know exactly uh, what's going on. Stern shows summer school on Howard yeah. 101, 101. What time, and, Gary? Uh, one o'clock. All right. Eastern. All right. One o'clock Eastern, Gary says. All right, Gary, thank you. Working hard on that. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.